is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. The number, 1-800-259-9231. Same number it always is, 800-259-9231. Same host, as always, as well. It's Ian uh, here with you tonight. And Mark. And Meg. And but not the same location, not the same venue. Normally, we are broadcasting from the LRN.FM studios over in beautiful Keene, New Hampshire, which is uh, generally our home. And uh, tonight we are, as we were last night, at the 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival here in Lancaster, New Hampshire, the northern portion of New Hampshire, the beautiful White Mountains, just an incredible location. The vista is spectacular. People, I've seen them taking photos all day of, uh, of the mountains today. Here as we are in the, uh, the second day of what is a full week-long celebration of freedom here in the woods of New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011. Guys, uh, this is my first week here. Mark, I think it's your first full week. We used to just come for like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Uh, Meg, I'm not sure if you've been for a full week before. Um, last year I came for a full week, but we were shooting a video in a hotel down the street for the first few days. So I didn't really experience the pork fest of it. So what I was told by Mandrick, who we've had on the show, we'll probably have him again if he can sneak away. He told me if he can sneak away from his uh, from his food service booth he'll come talk to us for a few minutes uh but he is just hopping business he serves euros and he's got this new uh concoction that he's come up with what is it called the, the heart train, train wreck the train train wreck yeah uh it's basically it's, it's a hero except instead of the pita bread they have a woven a woven ba- bacon uh, wrap yeah exactly uh it's it's basically 10 pieces of bacon as the bread yeah woven yeah. together it's very interesting. Anyway, we've got all kinds of agorist businesses here that are doing sales of uh, various different products and services. Without government permission. Uh, precisely. Nobody has asked for any license or anything like that. They're just doing it. Yeah. And thus far in the history of the Pork Fest, there have always been kind of uh, the, you know, the suggestion, the paranoia maybe around with some people that there's a Fed on the yeah, loose. Yeah, the spot the Fed game. We oh, haven't God. heard anything. I haven't heard any rumors yet this year, but... If, if the feds are on the loose, they sure as hell have never done anything to anybody here. I mean, you've got people selling alcohol. You've got people selling food without health permits. You've got uh, you know, cigarettes are being rolled and sold here. I'm sure there are all kinds of narcotics uh, that, are, uh, that are available. I mean, it is a true free market uh, here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. In fact, I know there are at least two uh, unauthorized radio stations on the air here in the area. So the fact that all of this is being done and is being done openly, we've been talking about it on this program for months, selling it in advance that this is what was going to happen. And it was not like I want to invite them to try something. But if they wanted to come. But it's, it's, if they wanted to come, it's yeah. not like they didn't know what was going on, right? But no, frankly, it's a secret. Yeah, if they wanted to come, they would have to bring some major force to deal with us. Because sure they would. I, I don't think anybody here would be violent, but nobody would be compliant. And when you have that many non-compliant people, you got a problem. You have a big issue that you yeah. can't handle with their little puny police station here. Yeah, exactly right. And so it's just great seeing all this happen. Uh, we're only into the second day of this. It's going all week, all the way through Sunday. And so I guess, what are y'all's first impressions? I mean, having been here now, we've Mark and I have been here uh, for 24 hours, over 24 hours. Uh, your thoughts on the first day of Porkfest? My experience isn't this uh, subversive uh, group of people that you're talking about. My, my experience is uh, a bunch of people having a good time, uh, camping, family activities, uh, you know, all these, these things. I don't, uh, you know, to me, it doesn't matter whether a, uh, a, a vendor has gotten some 
paid some money to get some license or anything like that. The food's good. It doesn't matter to me if uh, some purveyor of alcohol has the proper permit to uh, purvey that alcohol. It doesn't matter to me. The, the drink, it tastes fine. And not that I've had too much. I did have uh, one beer from the, the Hazlitt from uh, the, the Fix Brewing Company, and it was awesome at the Sakel CAI Fun Compound. You have to have a compound when you have libertarians <laughs> around. But, you know, my experience is just a really great time in the woods in New Hampshire. Now, you mentioned that there was an increased uh, family presence this year here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival Market. And as somebody with a three-year-old son, uh, is that, has it, that continued to be your observation? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's something to do every moment for, for kids here. And I, I'd say the kids are largely, if, if there's, you know, whatever subversive element might be going on, the kids are largely, uh, um, you know, they just obtuse to it. They don't see it. Yeah, well, that's what Rich Paul was. Uh, well, right, because it's not it's not part of their world. They don't understand uh, that. Rich Paul, who was a famous and activist, made infamous by the 420 celebrations, which of course were epic civil disobedience that happened in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. He was commenting uh, today, saying that uh, you know it's it's great that on one hand I'm paraphrasing, but uh, because Rich Paul says things and everything he says is much funnier than <laughs> you know anybody paraphrasing him. But basically pointing out that, uh, you know, alongside all of the debauchery that's happening here at Porkfest is all this family stuff. And there's all these kids around. And, yeah, and, you know, and the works. best part is you don't see people chewing each other out over it or anything like that. Everybody's, you know, showing proper respect and restraint when needed. And, you know, it, that happens. People generally don't like being hated. So they're going to control their actions as much as they need to to be acceptable. But n nobody's offending anybody here. So, Meg, I mean, you've been here now for over a day at this point. Yep. Uh, what about you? What do you think about Porkfest this year so far? Uh, I'm loving it. It's just I've been relaxing, sort of walking around every few minutes. You should. You worked all the whole Porkfest yeah, last, last year. Last Porkfest, I didn't get to do anything. So this one, I made no plans at all and just decided to, you know, randomly show up where I show up. And it's been great. Just Meeting lots of new people. Yeah, and in, in my case, like I think Curtis found out that I'm uh, that I'm emceeing here for the purpose of uh, doing my, um, my my public works that I have to for my speeding ticket. He's working me like a dog. I'm emceeing everything. Is that right? <laughs> it's true. So uh, 800-259-9231 is the number here tonight. As always, we will take your phone calls about anything. Plus, since we're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, what we always do is we, you know, we have the opportunity to talk to some of the interesting folks uh, that are here because normally they're not with us uh, to talk to in, in studio in Keene. So we always get the you know, chance maybe to grab somebody like uh, Carla from uh, from the Free State Project, the president of the Free State Project. There's a gentleman here who's uh, from Australia all the way. I think that may be the furthest of all of the visitors. It's hard to get much farther than Australia. There was a little here. visitor measuring contest that happened uh, at the pre-Porkfest party <laughs> where uh, there was one guy who had come from Portugal. There was another guy who had come from, I think, the Middle East. And the guy from the Middle East figured he had it. But then he met Phil from Australia, and he's had to, had to give up the, the title. You know... There are people from maybe that are perhaps even farther, but it depends on like did they when did they leave? You know, this is it's difficult to rate. You know, so the wife of a free stater that's say from Thailand is she from farther or not? Well, I mean visitors, not people that I know. Have made but the move. how do you rate this visitor thing? How long did it take them anybody to get here? That, anybody that has come here from another country? All right, yeah. So I think, I mean, I think it, seems, it seems easy in your mind. I don't think it's as easy to – you'd have to write a Anybody whole tome of rules. Anybody who has to Porkfest specifically from another country. So they weren't allowed to stop off any place on the way? No. no because I happen to know an Austra Australian it's, happened to stop off in Keene, so is he disqualified? If it's the same trip. It's the same trip. <laughs> well, but, but we're all on a trip, brother. Oh, God. <laughs> That's for later tonight, Mark. 
All right. Uh, so uh, 800-259-9231. Of course, there's news and such. And, of course, that uh, we do like to bring that information to you when we get a chance. I still want to talk about this lemonade story. It has been in my show prep for, uh, for days. Let's hit it. And it's definitely worth discussing. That uh, we will get to here in, uh, in a little bit. But still to come here, by the way, there's lots to talk about with Porkfest. The activities have just kind of been ramping up the last couple of days. Oh, yeah. This is, this is nothing compared to what it's going to be like on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, yeah. Right. And the reason I brought uh, Mandrick up before was because he had mentioned to me, and I, I made this comment on the air before I talked to Mandrick last night, uh, that it seemed to me just based on the amount of people that we had in the studio and the amount of people that I saw around it felt like Thursday of last year at Porkfest last year on Monday. Yeah. And then when I went over and I talked to Mandrick later on after he'd had a full day of sales and he was closing down for the night uh, selling food all day, he just offhanded made the comment that it felt like Thursday. The amount of sales that he had on a Monday felt like Thursday. And he kind of built his expectations as far as what he's going to sell this year on how he did last year. But it, it's wow. looking like it's going to be a huge He's going to run out again. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, so, And it is huge. And people just keep showing up uh, day after day. It's not too late for you to get down here or up here, depending on where you're coming from. Yeah, it's hard uh, to get down here from here. Some people come from Canada. Yeah. And you can go to porkfest.com to learn more. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. There's more coming up here uh, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. This is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there uh, completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. By the way, those features include things like our listening options. We've got live streams. You can listen in via broadband and dial-up flavored streams, both free and around the clock. So the latest episode of Free Talk Live is always streaming there for you at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get information about how else to be tuned into this program. Uh, You can also learn about our 104 great radio stations that are carrying the program. I think we're up to actually 105. I just haven't had time this week to, uh, to update the list. And uh, plus uh, the listen lines, which allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Listen that way. Our satellite listening options like XM Satellite Radio. We've got two channels up there. Plus there's also the free-to-air KU Band a satellite channel, which you can access all of that information over at listen.freetalklive.com. Oh, yeah, and a link to the webcam, which is not really going to do you too much good this week because it would be um, pretty much impossible to stream video from this campground. We're out here. 
at uh, Rogers Campground, just a beautiful location. The ownership's really nice. Uh, Liberty seemed to be friend- friendly to the, the Liberty message. And uh, obviously they're, they're at least friendly to the uh, thousand sites, uh, ni- site nights that they've managed to sell uh, here during Porkfest. So they're yes. pretty happy about that. That's a big bu- This is big business. Yeah. Porkfest is a big weekend for these guys. The campground is packed full. I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors that they have sold, you know, a thousand uh, registrations. Right. Well, for them, what their numbers are, uh, Porkfest numbers are going to be different than what the, the campsites numbers are. Mm-hmm. The campsites numbers are, they said they've sold a thousand sites, but they count their site per night. I see. So if so you, it could be a hundred sites. Over you, you're staying seven nights, you're seven sites. So, um, and, and they've sold more than that number, well in excess of that number. It's hard to say at this point. I, there's several hundred people here, and I suspect that their thousand number will be easily reached. So there's always a lot to discuss here. I actually saw that the, uh, the guy who's kind of in charge of uh, Porkfest this year was on the phones. I don't know why he doesn't just come down here and uh, talk to us. He dropped off the line anyway. So we've actually got somebody who's visiting. We'll talk about this lemonade thing if we get a chance here in a little bit. Uh, some kids actually fined $500 uh, for not having a permit to sell lemonade, which uh, it's, it's becoming more of a commonplace story. It, it's unusual that they'll actually be fined anything, but you, it's more typical now that uh, kids are being threatened on a regular basis by the people calling themselves the, uh, the state and uh, threatened with violence if they don't shut down their lemonade stand, which, of course, is horrible. We'll get to that. But we've actually got somebody here who has, I believe, the, uh, the current record for far- farthest travel uh, in regards to getting to the Porcupine Freedom Festival for the year 2011. His name is Phil, and he is here from Australia land. Hello, Phil. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, man. Good to, uh, to have you on board. You're a longtime listener of Free Talk Live, going back all the way to the early, early syndicated days, if I'm not mistaken. I'd say probably around 2004, 2005. Was yeah. Mark still called Manwich when you started listening? He, he was Manwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was 2005. That's, yeah, that's old school. <laughs> so uh, so how did you, I'm just curious, I mean, what, what, how did you come across Free Talk Live way back then? Um, well, it's a, it's a bit of a weird route. Um, I used to be a fan of tech, uh, of tech TV when it was mm-hmm. on the airs, um, and then that went off the air. Uh, Leo Laporte went off to do his various podcasts. I then got, got into podcasting in general, and um, I think you're actually one, one of the new and notable on, on iTunes, and uh, I started listening to a few shows. I thought you guys were a bit crazy at the time. Ah, okay. Uh, but, and now you're at Porkfest. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over time, the ideas just, just, um, just gelled with me. I... Um, I was. I became on board with the message. Uh, um, all the messages of self-governments and uh, uh, leave people the hell alone, mm-hmm. um, live and let live, all that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, and now I'm here. Cool, man. Glad to. I'm glad to have you here. What have your first impressions been now, having been at the event for? When did you arrive, by the way? Um, well, I arrived in Keene a couple of days ago. I, I, I believe I, I sat in on the on the Friday night show uh, uh, back in the uh, LRN.FM studio. Mm-hmm. That was a bunch of fun. And uh, yeah, at the Keene Activist Centre, I, um, I found a whole bunch of really good people. Yeah. I mean, I came here knowing nobody at all, and uh, everyone's been really nice, really supportive. Just a, a, a top bunch of people. So you could see how it is that for a first-timer, it could be a little awkward. I mean, for somebody like me, I, could, I tend to be a little introverted, especially yeah. in a new situation. It could be a little bit awkward. I don't know what they've been doing for icebreakers or anything like that, but uh, it's not hard to walk up to somebody here and say hello. I mean, that's not a difficult thing to do. Well, uh, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Um, my social skills aren't great. I've got issues with anxiety, mm-hmm. um, but I really haven't been to any icebreakers. There's just uh, um, there's nothing stopping you from going to a table with a bunch of folks and just – 
striking up a conversation. Yeah. It's very easy. The yeah. people here are very nice. You're welcome. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Is, mm. You know, people, people, everybody who's talking in that little group has just met each other anyway. So when you come up, you've just met them. It's not Absolutely. Like you're I mean, th- there's there's not that many people um, at Port Fest who live in Keene. There's a there's there's a big contingent from Philadelphia. Um, there's a lot of people from the Carolinas mm-hmm. and uh, um, around in the DC, Maryland, Baltimore area. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of people here from out of town. So it's it's just a natural. Yeah. One of the things that uh, about these events, whether it's Pork Fest or the Liberty Forum, which I hear is actually coming back next year, which is the wintertime hotel convention-y style event. Uh, it's kind of a different style of an event, but still a lot of the same folks come out for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big, big important things to note is that the first year is pretty good, but the second year you come is always even better because then, you know, oh, it's Phil from Australia. I mean, <laughs> everybody knows who you are at that point, or those who've, uh, who've been here before. You know where things uh, are, there's some familiar faces. Yeah, yeah, so it definitely gets a, a little bit easier over time, but they are a welcoming group of folks, and it's really, it is the best. Uh, I, I'm so glad I made the move to New Hampshire. I, I didn't have a social life in Florida. I mean, I really didn't. I had a handful of friends. I spent some time with, you know, my handful of, uh, of friends. And here I've got more people than I want to be friends with. Like there's, there's more people than I could possibly be friends with. Back home, you're the lone wolf in the street with the sign saying, Hong, if you hate taxes. Up here, there's activism. There's a, there's a very supportive group of folks. I still would like to see more activism, though. I mean, there's yeah. uh, there's never enough, and uh, I, I know that we will see that as as more people start showing up mm-hmm. and getting active in in whatever way works best for them. I, I look forward to that happening because at this point, there are really only several hundred people that have made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and there are many more that are signed up. We've got over almost eleven thousand, not over, but almost eleven thousand people that have signed up to make the move. Maybe a tenth of that has actually made the move at this point. So there's a lot more to go. I know, Mark, you're working on a campaign. Is that something you can be talked about publicly now? I haven't talked about it publicly. I, you know, the, the, the way the first one, the 1.0 version went has kind of kept me uh, keeping it sort of down. I'm yeah, a, you kind of bragged about it originally a yeah. lot, and then it uh, fell through the floor. Yeah, it, well, it, it just kind of stopped <laughs> yeah. more than anything. <laughs> you know, it, it was, there was a lot of complications. At this point, at this point the Free State Now 2.0 is up and running. You can go to freestatenow.com and uh, support us if you'd like. We're trying to get people to sign it costs 35 dollars a signer that i'm paying a little hefty get, well it's what do you what's free the state, object, what do you how do you answer that objection the free state project is paying 100 dollars per signer right now and advertising really? yeah so i'm so offering it at a third, third. So if, if, if it clear. is hefty, hefty, I'm going to bring that price down over time if i can it's yeah. my goal is to get the signers not to get the money but I, you know, at this point, we're early on, and uh, early adopters always cost. Uh, you know, early adopters always pay more. So. All right. By the way, this program brought to you by SACL CAI. Jason Osborne is the man. He's here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Rocking the uh, com- see- fun compound. Yeah, he is in charge of the fun compound. You're going to see him there a lot. If you get a chance to say hi to Jason, and thank you. Be-, be sure to do that. He really stays behind the show and has done so for a long time. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
toll free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you would like. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. And if you like this program, you enjoy Free Talk Live, you may become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Now, there are normal perks that you get when it comes to being a Free Talk Live amplifier, like access to the amp-only podcast, which doesn't have the commercials that our regular podcast does. Uh, you also get access to the amp-only call-in lines, which, by the way, aren't going to do you any good this week because we're here in uh, New Hampshire. We're in northern New Hampshire at the Rogers Campground. We couldn't possibly have extra uh, voiceover IP lines in operation here. But normally the AMP call-in lines are available to you. And also as an amplifier, you get access to the AMP-only forum and a few other perks. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about that. To get signed up with any major credit card via PayPal or some other options like Visa or MasterCard right on our site, go get the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. But that's not all. If you're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and I think it's Thursday night. I don't have the schedule in front of me right now, but Jason Osborne from SACL CAI has created something specially for Free Talk Live amplifiers. So apparently there's going to be some kind of a shindig uh, celebration of Free Talk Live reaching 100 radio affiliates, affiliates which is very nice. And uh, and Jason Osborne has created something. I don't think I should say what it is. I don't know uh, what it is. You haven't seen it yet? I don't know. Oh, I saw it last night. You would know if you would When, when I think of the, uh, the sort of things that Jason Osborne creates, I think of uh, events where staggering drunken debauchery occurs. Yeah, well, he does have the fun compound here at uh, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and that's that's good. That means there's all kinds of alcohol available. Uh, of course, that's not the only place where alcohol is available here at uh, at Pork Fest. But he showed me something, and I'll just say it's alcohol related. Let's let's just say that, okay? And it's like I, a funnel. It's very. <laughs> It's a cornhole. I still don't even know what that is. I it's went a to the game that's right there. You didn't play? I, I, I went to the fun compound last night. I didn't see the cornhole. I don't know. Later on, we'll play cornhole. Okay. So uh, anyway, it's really cool. If you're a Free Talk Live amplifier, now and then you get these unique little perks that creative people like Jason Osborne think up. I don't think this stuff up. He, he did, so he deserves all the credit. And if you're not here yet, it's, it hasn't happened. This party thing's, I think, what, Thursday night? Do you know, Mark? I, that's the, the date. That I've heard. Yeah, so if you can get up here before Thursday night, uh, go to porkfest.com to learn how to get here. P O R C F E S T, porkfest.com. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy. And the taxes feed the very beast that's stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, no smoke. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale water vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. You can get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Use coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. And get an additional 5% off at VaporStation.com. All right. So we're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We still can talk about the lemonade stand story, but I think the people that are here are far more interesting than the news of, uh, of the day. This isn't a news show. It's an open phones panel discussion. And the fact that we're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival means we can get different panelists in than uh, we normally have. Our very own Meg is kind of floating about here. She's normally on uh, Tuesday nights with us. She might be back a little bit later, uh, but she's graciously given up her third microphone to allow other folks on who normally aren't around the Keene, New Hampshire area yet. 
Uh, Roderick Long is with us here tonight, and he is from a multitude of organizations. Uh, you're involved with the Center for a Stateless Society, which is the easiest website to go to at C, the number 4, SS, as in Center for a Stateless Society dot org, C4SS dot org. Uh, Roderick, lean right on in close uh, to that microphone, and uh, hello there. Good evening. Good to be here. Yeah. It's good to have you. Now, you were giving a speech today or a presentation of some sort in this very same room uh, that we're in. It was actually, he was uh, down in a different room. But uh, I saw you in this room earlier today. I was in this room, but I was also in another room. You've given multiple presentations today. Well, the the thing here was not a presentation exactly. It was just sort of a meet and and chat with people uh, thing. But But the talk that I gave was down in the... Jazz Hall. I got gotcha. you. As they call it. So what were you, what were you talking about? And by the way, what else do you do besides the Center for a Stateless Society? Okay. Well, I, I teach philosophy at Auburn University in Alabama. Uh, I, uh, I run the Molinari Institute. Uh, I do stuff with you know almost every libertarian organization out there. I've done stuff with Mises Institute and Cato Institute and so on. Um, what I was talking about today was uh, on the one hand about the theory of a stateless society. And the other hand, this has got to be pretty scary for and, most people. And the other about. hand, the idea of left libertarianism. Okay. So, so, so what are those? The, like uh, juxtaposing those ideas, or yeah, okay. Well, putting yeah, talking about the overlap between them in a way. So, can you kind of? I mean, obviously, you can probably give a lot. Right. You could go two hours. <laughs> could we have the uh, the the five minute version? Okay. Of which one, or of both, or uh, yeah, just uh, whatever know. you want to share with an international uh, radio listening audience. Huh. What's the most important message to get out, in your hmm. opinion? Okay. Well, I guess. Um, one th- thing to get out is, because I think one of the major obstacles to uh, understanding the benefits of a free society is what I sometimes call conflationism, which is the tendency to conflate the economy that we currently have with a free market or some approximation to a free market. <laughs> right, that's silly. And the, the result is that on the one hand, people, uh, you know, people who look at what we've actually got and don't like it and think that's a free market, then turn against the free market. Sure, yeah, they hate and, capitalism. And on the other hand, people who uh, you know, who like the idea of a free market sometimes end up being sucked into defending various aspects of what we currently have, uh, various aspects of corporate power and so forth, because they think that that's uh, a free market. And I think even among libertarians, I see that happen. Mm. So one of the main central ideas in left libertarianism uh, is to focus on the the vast extent to which what we actually have consists of massive government intervention on behalf of big business, and that most government intervention is actually on behalf of the rich and not on behalf of the poor, contrary to, to what a lot of people think. Even when you put the Democrats in control. Yeah, I mean, it's no difference. I mean, Just hanging a different flag on them. But this is a good uh, method of outreaching to people that might be considering themselves on the left or a Democrat to show them that... You know, essentially, the, the people they think are going to save them are actually just as in line with these corporateers as everybody, uh, as all the Republicans. Yeah, and you know, as you see, I mean, what's the difference between you know, Bush and Obama on this stuff? Both favoring you know, bailouts and so forth. I mean, uh, we you know we just switched to a, a somewhat more articulate uh, corporate. Uh, shill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm. I often think this, and and remember, I'm paddling up the uh, the intellectual uh, uh, academic river with only one paddle. The what happened but, to the other one? I just didn't get it. <laughs> so the um, the idea that perhaps in a world where we're more free, where the government doesn't back big business, where the government doesn't put these regulations in place that are meant to protect the consumer, but in fact really just make it so that consumers themselves can't uh, f- create businesses that would allow them to compete, that you would probably have 
smaller businesses and not these big multi multinational corporations because this is, seems to be the biggest fear of somebody who's on the left the idea that well if you had more freedom then my goodness we'd have 10 walmarts and we wouldn't be able to deal with them at all and it's it's scary what what kind of can you am i wrong that there would be smaller businesses no you're i think you're right okay can you can you back me up because i can't back that statement up okay well let's talk about some of the you know, so the question is, why do we have such big companies, these large, centralized, hierarchical, vast international companies? And people often think, well, it's because of economies of scale. Just the bigger you are, the more efficient sure. you are. Yeah. That's true in a certain degree. But it's also true that there are diseconomies of scale. The larger, some, the larger a firm is, the, uh, the harder for it is to, uh, you know, to coordinate information internally because it's like a little island of centralized planning. We have trouble between three people on this radio show, uh, and anybody that's ever worked for a big corporation, and Mark and I were both uh, at one time employees of Clear Channel, which was the largest uh, at the time, and I think they may still be, no, but the uh, they've, they've divested a lot of their properties. But uh, Clear Channel Communications, the largest uh, radio broadcaster in, in the, you know, the world, uh, so anybody that's ever worked for one of these big corporations understands this, is that it's very bureaucratic. Things move very slowly. Uh, there's all kinds of management between management that's totally unnecessary. Everybody knows this at the bottom levels. So if, if you can, can you stick with us, Roderick? We'll continue this discussion here in Certainly. a moment. Uh, the toll-free number here. You can talk to Roderick Long. He's with us uh, from the Center for Stateless Society at uh, C4SS.org. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. We're live from WorkFest 2011. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or Newegg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com. And you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site for free. So do enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, uh, head on over there and shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there. And when you shop through those Amazon links, you get the stuff you normally would get through Amazon, which you know, dozens of categories, thousands, if not millions of products. They've got a bunch of stuff at Amazon. When you shop through that link, then uh, Free Talk Live gets a portion of Amazon's profits. So just start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Doesn't matter if you're outside the U.S. We've got links there for uh, folks in Canada, the U.K., as well as Germany. So shop.freetalklive.com. We're here with uh, Roderick Long. He is of uh, various different organizations, teaches, was it uh, philosophy? Over at the Auburn uh, Institute, over in Auburn, Alabama, is associated with the Mises organization and is uh, in charge of, ultimately, the Center for the Stateless Society. Did I get all that correct, Roger? And make sure you lean right on into that microphone to talk to us. Oh, hang on. Let me turn your mic on. That would help, too. Go ahead, then. <laughs> okay, close enough. Yes. Now, so uh, before, we, before we went to the, the break there, we were talking about uh, – you, you were sort of – 
proving to me, and not that I need to be proved, but, well, I can't articulate it very well, and I want you to tell me how to articulate better, how in a world where the governments don't protect big businesses and don't use regulations to supposedly protect the consumer, but in fact these regulations generally protect large businesses, how we would have more small businesses and uh, you know, maybe cooperatives, just different ways that, the, the, that business would organize itself. Okay, so look at some of the different ways that government uh, favors uh, businesses being larger. So one of the simplest things is just taxes. Transactions outside of a business, like if one business uh, buys something from another business, that's taxed. But if something happens with inside the business, uh, that uh, you know, one department uh, you know, sends stuff to another department, that's not taxed. And so that encourages companies to move more stuff in, even if that goes beyond the the level of integration that would be efficient otherwise. So if I have a uh, shoe manufacturing company, but I'm not big enough to have the lace manufacturing company, I have to buy my laces from someone else, I pay taxes on that. But whereas if I have a shoe manufacturing company and I'm a big one and I have a lace, uh, you know, incorporated lace manufacturing company, then my laces come to me for free, and that gives me an economy of scale. Exactly. It gives you a, an artificial economy of scale. When do I get the degree that uh, you, you guys pass out there at Mises? Um, I'm a ways off from it, huh? <laughs> Well, there's an arduous Germanic process you have to go through first. Um, and here's another example. Uh, so if a company is, is bigger and to the extent that that makes it more efficient and more productive, it now has a new cost it has to face, which is the more productive you are, the ordinarily the wider geographic area you have to distribute your stuff over. Right. Um, well, that means that uh, your, uh, your ben the benefits of being larger are going to be offset by transportation costs. But lo and behold, we have tax-funded highways, and the the uh, dominant share of the wear and tear on those highways is done by big trucks and so forth by these you know, these large companies that are distributing stuff over wide distances. But they don't pay a proportionate share of the taxes, so everyone else is in effect subsidizing the transportation costs. So these companies can reap the benefits of being more productive. But the, the, the cost that goes along with that of having to ship stuff over a farther distance, they get the taxpayers to pay for. Now, well, trucks get lower miles to the gallon, so they're buying more gasoline or diesel fuel or whatever it is that they have there. And, then, and the cops target. They have whole commercial divisions. They'll target truckers in order to, to get them for one of their little lights, their, one of their hundreds of lights that they have for being out and stuff like that. Doesn't that count as, a, as an additional tax on them? Um, sure, because uh, you know, none of this is you – know, there are lots and lots of government policies, and – uh, there are ones that you know that zap the rich and others that oh, zap yeah. the poor, but they want to zap everybody. But if you look, but if you look at the um, at the uh, at the overall tendency of them, I think that the ones that zap the poor outnumber the ones that zap the rich. And well, you can zap a, a, uh, you can zap the rich ten times, and it doesn't zap them as badly as the zapping a poor guy once because he just can't get his little business off the ground. Yeah, and there are good reasons to expect this because uh, imagine that the government passed its laws completely at random. Uh, the you know, so there'd be some things that help the rich and some that hurt them and some that help the poor and some that hurt them. Well, the, uh, it's, uh, it's easier for a concentrated, a wealthy concentrated interest to fight laws that hurt them than it is for a vast dispersed interest. So, yeah. you know, well, if, what is that I, called? I've, I, I know we've talked about that on the show before. Is there some sort of uh, economic term for that? There is, but I don't remember it. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not the only one. Though. But, um, yeah, so for example, if, and, you know, if I'm running a big corporation and there's some law passed that, that makes it harder for me to do my business, I can afford to look up the information about it. I can hire lawyers and lobbyists and try right. to get the law changed or try to work my way around the law. This is one of those things we've seen with the big corporations 
corporations, uh, I think it was last year or the year before that, anyway, very recently they passed this new regulation or law or whatever that uh, essentially regulates toy manufacturers. And it's companies like Hasbro and Mattel that actually, you know, they advocate for laws like this because the burden really is placed on the smallest of the manufacturers. It's no big deal for Mattel and uh, and Hasbro to absorb a new regulation. They just spread the cost across all their products and all their uh, their divisions, and it increases prices by half a penny uh, for them. But for the local little guy that is subject to the exact same regulations, or in many cases more onerous regulations because they're smaller, uh, they're get, they're getting squeezed out as a result of this stuff. Yeah, well, if you look at the history of uh, of regulation in the United States, elsewhere too, but stick with the United States. Uh, and you look at sort of the so-called triumphs of the progressive era of all this anti-big business regulation they were able to put through, what you'll find is a lot of this of this regulation was lobbied for by big mm-hmm. corporations, in some cases even drafted by the big corporations. Yeah, right. Now, you know, do you think that these big corporations suddenly felt this altruistic urge to, to constrain themselves right. through law? Uh, <laughs> it seems like they said they wanted to they wanted to put in put up a bunch of hurdles because they knew they would have an easier time jumping through them being already large established companies it would be harder for smaller poorer companies to jump through them and therefore they insulates them to that extent from competition. Yeah, they want to craft the regulations themselves, and then in these small ways, they manage to make it uh, you know, beneficial for them. I go back to this, uh, this toy uh, example that we were using previously. It allows the big businesses to you know, the Hasbro, Hasbro's, the Mattel's, and whatever they are, to give, you know, one sample of the toy to be tested for lead paint, whereas, um, you know, individual sort of wooden toy manufacturers that have no paint at all in their toys would have to give every single one of their toys would be would be tested. So, you know, in the one case, the, the big company tests one thing for $1,000. The little guy, he's got to test everything, and it's just it's cost prohibitive. Yeah, another example is, the, the the thing the the laws that make it difficult for poor people to start their own businesses, um, an example would be uh, a taxi service, a bad deal mm-hmm. service for poor people to start because it doesn't require a lot of capital. You need a car and a cell phone, and you're done. They do it all the time in New York, called jitney cabs. Yeah, but you know they, uh, but the you know they try to make those illegal. They and try, they, and they and they and the licensing, uh, you know, they have licenses for like it costs a hundred thousand dollars for a license, yep. and that's you know. And another example, I remember there was a story a few years ago that apparently it turned out it's really, really hard to get a license to do flower arranging mm-hmm. in Louisiana. It turns out that in order to do that, you have to pass uh, a test that is then graded by the existing association. You can put somebody's of, eye out with those things. Uh, yeah. And, you know, well, yeah, and but who they, runs the association <laughs> but the longtime business? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah the people that, that so they get to regulate the comp- their competitors out because, yep. you, know, you know, Lord knows – um, you know, the, the terrors that could be inflicted on our society be unlicensed flower arranging. I mean, bumblebees can, you know, hiding in there. Yeah. Trained killer ninja bumblebees. Well, or, is, or it could be clashes of, of different colors that would be very disturbing to people of sensitive aesthetic. What you're bringing up here, Roderick, is really so important because people don't understand. They they live in this world where the mainstream media tells them and, you know, the newspaper tells them and everybody tells them that, uh, well, that we need the government here to keep us safe from these evil companies that just want to poison us and kill us and addict us. To, you know, to their products, etc. And yet, when you actually dig into the world of regulation, you find out that, as you were saying, many of these uh, controls were actually proposed by the very people that are allegedly being controlled by them. And it is nothing more than a protection racket. Yeah, it's a it's a partnership of big government and big business. They, 
know, they're not always, you know, they're not always, it's not always a completely amicable partnership. I mean, sometimes when they seem to be tussling against each other, they really are. I think it's like church and state in the Middle Ages, where, sure, they, they, each one wanted to be the dominant partner, so there was some shoving. But they fundamentally have, uh, inter- uh, they have more shared interests in common of, you know, holding down the rest of us. So we're short on time here for this hour. We've got more coming up here. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. But uh, just to kind of wrap up uh, with your thoughts, Roderick, I mean, is this your first time at the Porcupine Fruit yeah, Festival? Yeah, this is the first time. Yeah, it's great. It's, is it? It's a wonderful real festival atmosphere. <laughs> have you ever been to anything quite like this? Um, no, not really. Uh, and the closest, the closest thing would be Libertopia on the West Coast. Um, but this is you know, more festival-oriented than that was last time, although I think they're, they're planning, I think, to imitate this oh, more good. in the future. Good. Yeah, well, we were at uh, Libertopia briefly uh, last year, and it looked like it was a fun event. And I think that was their first one last year. So yeah, that was. Be, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of lessons that you learn uh, going out the first time doing something like this. Roderick Long from C4SS. That's the number four. C4SS.org, the Center for a Stateless Society. Thanks for coming on Free Talk Live. Tonight. Oh, thanks a lot. Enjoyed it. Yep. Plenty more time for you and your thoughts. Hour two's next. 800-259-9231. We're live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2011 edition here at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. More coming up. I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number for you, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And Meg. Meg joining us back here as we shuffle people in and out on the third microphone. For those of you who have maybe, uh, maybe you're somewhat new to this program, maybe you've never tuned in before the last year, uh, we do this every year. We come out to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is something that Free Talk Live just does because, well, we love the Free State Project. I mean, normally going out, packing up the remote equipment, traveling a long distance. This is, if you were to hire your local radio station to do something like this, it would be thousands of dollars. Yeah, I worked for, you know, 2002, I think, is when I quit my last uh, local radio station. That may not be true, Uh, but a a remote was two grand at the time. Yeah, and that was, what, for two or three hours or something like that? That was for a three-hour remote. Yeah, so... Yeah, so this kind of gives you some idea of like the uh, the radio value of what uh, what Free Talk Live is doing here, talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival across uh, this entire syndicated uh, talk radio show. And that's because this is worth knowing about wherever you are. This is not a New Hampshire event. This is an event drawing people from all around the world, as far away as Australia and Pakistan and other places. And, of course, as close as our very own Keene, New Hampshire, and Manchester as well. There's a lot of people that are here uh, who already live here in New Hampshire. And let me just see. We've got a a fairly sizable crowd. I would say maybe a little larger tonight than we had last night. 
And so just by a show of hands or applause, how many people already live in New Hampshire that are in this room here tonight see maybe 5 to 10% of the room? How many people here are considering making a move to New Hampshire? I'm seeing about half more, maybe 60, 70% of the room. And the rest of you, I presume, probably just here kind of checking things out, scoping. You've heard rumors about Forkfest. Yeah, by the end of the week, you'll have your hands up on that second question. So. Yeah, there's a guy in the back. He's like, I'm just checking this out. I don't know you guys. Uh, so, yeah, there's a, whole, there's a whole lot of people here that are really considering uh, a move to New Hampshire. And, Meg, you're right. You're not exaggerating. People that come to the Porkfest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, oh, yeah. A lot of them, some of them don't ever go home, and others of them are basically so impressed with what they see, with the, the, just the great people that they meet and the excitement that's in the air uh, and all the stories of the activism that have maybe happened over the last year or the last few months here in New Hampshire. It gets them jazzed up, and they want to move up their plans to move to New mm-hmm. Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Yeah, it's like going to camp as a kid, and when you get home, you've got that camp. like You're writing to all your camp friends and stuff like that, and you just want to go back. Except but you now you have... can come back. Well, it's like going to camp, except with Without the counselors, the authoritarianism, yeah. and all kinds of booze and drugs, right? <laughs> well, so if you were at Christian camp, you had the booze and drugs. <laughs> really? That wasn't my experience at oh, uh, Christian camp. You went camp. to the wrong Christian Apparently camp. Apparently so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the number here tonight, 800-259-9231. We'll still take your calls, as uh, we always do, but uh, probably we'll continue to interview uh, different interesting folks here. I see uh, a friend of the show, Taryn Lupo, uh, advertisers as well. Lots of our Free Talk Live advertisers, not just Free Talk Live amplifiers. This is almost like a convention for amplifiers, though. I mean, Free Talk Live listeners are a big portion of the crowd here at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So it's great. We actually don't have to do any uh, work to throw our own little free yeah, talk like a live. Big free talk live party. <laughs> yeah, just have a bowl of chips out front and call it a little party. <laughs> well, that's why somebody was telling me, hey, Ian, why don't you have a hundred affiliates uh, party? And I'm like, I don't throw parties. We I did. It's Porkfest 11. Right. That's what I, that was my answer was there's a whole week-long party at Porkfest. But then I think uh, Jason Osborne stepped up and said he was going to do something special uh, for the free talk live amplifiers. So uh, there's news, and so maybe we should get to some of it here. We certainly will. There's a lemonade story I've been meaning to talk about, but first we go to your phone calls, your thoughts. Dave is listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Dave. Oh, I can't believe I've got to give you godless cannabis heathens some credit on your uh, candidate, Ron Paul, there. He had the best line in, uh, it was, I, think it, I don't think it was South Carolina, I think it was the other debate, uh, where he basically said, if you want to address entitlements, Let's give people the option just to completely opt out. Now, I'm a, I'm a big Herman Cain fan, but I, I got to call up. I had to call up and say, you know, your guy Ron Paul, he, he got he got a gold star on the domestic stuff. And then, I had oh, a you, so, for so you. you agree with you agree with butting out of uh, people's business domestically, but you you favor uh, invasions and bombings and that sort of thing. Those well, aren't. People. I figure. I, here, you, you're going to remember me because I'm in favor of stacking up jihadists like firewood. I think I used that line before. But anyway, I had to give you credit. <laughs> I had to give you credit on Ron Paul. Now I have a question for you about this Free State project. Are you sure. going to secede? Are you going to actually secede from the union? Because that's what it's going to take. Boy, I hope so. Uh, I personally, let's, already have. Yeah. Do we have secession favors uh, in the audience? Yes, there's a lot of applause for secession in the audience right, here tonight. All right. Well, when, when I get on Twitter and I say God bless Texas, I'll just add God bless the secessionists up in New Hampshire. 
I hope you Good. all are, just make uh, sure just make sure you stay down there and fight your jihad in uh, Indianapolis because well, you know, anybody the They'll come to you. That's that's the really uh, the why. Yeah, part. I keep hearing that. Well, uh, let, let's let's uh, reason this out wait a minute, before wait you go on. I let's... keep hearing that, but so far the only people who've come for me are wearing badges and calling themselves the state, sir. Well, this as long as you're not down. This as long as you're not at Fort Hood. You know, as long as you don't have a Fort Hood in your state mean? anywhere. Well, that well, means that you know, to mean? what, are you, what are you getting at in your state? I'm going to explain. Well, it wouldn't you. if you were a jihadist? I mean, would yeah. you go after a, a campground full of campers, or would you go after the, uh, the the organization that is intending that has it stated that its intent is to go where you live and blow up people? You, you that may you not want to give them. You may not want to give them any ideas. I wouldn't say something I, like that on air. See, I, I don't think they'd go after the people <laughs> telling the government to get out of their lands. Like the people no, on their side I, saying, "Hey, leave no, they them basically alone. go after." I think they basically go after anybody that is a capitalist. I mean, you know, the qualifications well, aren't real deep there. If you're not, well, I'm, I believe in the free one. market, sir, which means that I support any sort of uh, personal economic uh, belief system. So I'm not necessarily a capitalist. If you want to try uh, communism, you can do it as long as you don't force me uh, into that. No, 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 no. no so, so, I, so how I am I going to know to come to New Hampshire? Is there going to be a big sign there that says Mulligan Valley? I mean, wait, what, 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 are what am I going to look for? Dude? Am I going to see I'm not, the I don't even know what you're talking about. John Galt, welcome. I mean, what am I going to see when I drive up to New Hampshire? Don't bother. You can just stay right where you are. <laughs> You'll be fine. We don't need your assistance. Uh, but, Dave, well, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Oh, my gosh. Aren't you all so scared that you're going to be blown up by some jihadist? Oh, the crowd here is just quivering. We need to call the the National Guard. We need to have men with uh, machine guns standing around here at Rogers Campground so, just to ensure that we're going to be safe. Maybe we need to have the TSA here to uh, to shake people down. This is while the conservative we're at it. conundrum, right? Like they claim to be for small government, and I'm all for small government. It's better than big government. But the idea that you can have a military organization that's going to protect you from terrorists running around the world, sort of stirring more trouble up, accidentally dropping bombs on people, accidentally blowing innocent people up. I mean, that's the way you create more terrorists. And then you have to have more military to protect yourself from the big government program that you had in the first place. I mean, if if Republicans actually believed in small government, then they would believe in a small military that was within the borders of the United States yeah. that wasn't all over the place, creating problems everywhere. That's exactly it's right. It's not a free market if you send your military to make it, uh, you know, to, to clear out a land so it's available for your oil companies to pump oil. Well, that is a subsidy. If you believe in a free market, if you claim to believe in the free market, then uh, why don't you go ahead and you and your other buddies who support fighting the jihad, why don't you go and uh, round up some money together on your own without any of my money and you go ahead and hire some mercenaries or you can suit yourself up and be, yes, and be Mr. Badass there. yourself and go right on out and uh, put your own butt on the line and try to fight whatever war this is that you supposedly believe is being fought. I mean, I'm sorry. I've heard all these scary, oh, you guys better look out. They'll just come up there and they'll do whatever they want to you. Well, uh, yeah, I don't see any evidence of that. Uh, yeah. There's no evidence whatsoever. The last terror strike that happened in this country was a approximately a decade ago. Everything else that happened since then that the government has touted as, aha, we've, uh, inter we've intervened on uh, your behalf, Americans. We're keeping you safe. Look over here. We stopped this mad bomber from uh, blowing up some children. Oh, well, it turns out the mad bomber was actually working with an undercover FBI agent who supplied him with the bomb, who supplied him with the idea, who supplied him with the cash that was necessary to do it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's all been manufactured by the government. And the one incident that wasn't manufactured, of course, some would say it was, 
But the one that probably wasn't was the 9-11 attacks, which, of course, was blowback from the military's interventionism overseas. So stop the violence, stop the aggression, and you'll get a little closer to peace. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free, take control of these airwaves. Even though we're here at Porkfest, we can still listen to you and uh, have discussions with you. 800 259 9231. Plus, we'll also be hearing from interesting folks on our third microphone. Meg is joining us right now. Hello. As always, it's also Ian and Mark here with you. 1 800 259 9231. Well, speaking of Porkfest, are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices so low, they can't even be mentioned on the air. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That's FTL as in Free Talk Live. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. We go to you. Your phone calls, your thoughts. Kevin, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Kevin. Kevin? Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, my thoughts are I wanted to see with, with the panel how, do, how you feel in New Hampshire about legalizing gambling, especially casinos, but gambling across the board. I mean, just straight-out bookmaking, et cetera. What, what are your thoughts on that? Hell yes. I, I, well, yes, but I think that uh, when, you've got, when you look at this issue, you have to understand that what the state is generally going to do it piecemeal. They're going to say, okay, there's four people that we like that are going to be able to set up uh, casinos, and the rest of you people can't do it because it's bad. Yeah, I always say never legalize anything, just decriminalize everything. That That's way nobody idea. controls any of it. Right, because right now the state is essentially the monopoly on gambling in most places. They are they're the only ones that can run numbers, as in the, the lotto. Uh, they're the only ones that uh, can allow for dog tracks and such, and they'll allow for a few of those. But uh, it would be essentially decriminalization would be them letting go of that monopoly and making it so anybody could do anything like you mentioned there. Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts? Well, I would say you would have to set it up as any kind of business. In other words, if I wanted to go into the milk business, then I'd have the right to, you know, start a dairy farm and compete with other dairy farmers. So I would say let anybody that wants to go into the gambling industry do it and then set up different betting shops and then, of course, the, let the market determine. And then just, you know, as far as paying company taxes or corporate taxes, just go from there. But at least now you'd be taxing it. And we know what happens when you have prohibition. Or you, yeah. you know, it, it's ter- you know, and then we also need to – do the same thing with weed and other other substances and just there's a lot of lure it. to the the idea of taxing but when i think of taxes i just think of the government stealing money and then spending it inefficiently like you know the right. that 
that charity organizations are far better at, at taking care of people that you know most that when you deal with situations where the you know the offering up to the gods and government taxes it 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 just sort of legitimizes their power if we have to pay taxes in order to you know live our lives in some manner i'm not saying that i think that uh, you know a person who does that is is evil or anything like that but i i certainly don't advocate for it well the reason why people advocate for it is because they believe it'll be persuasive to politicians right kevin i mean you don't actually want to pay taxes uh, to these guys do you it's more well, palatable to say that no but i think you the only reason to legitimize it would be to somehow then i'm in favor of a flat tax if we're going to have tax at all I'd get rid of the irs so somehow make it legitimate business. See, I want to I want to privatize schools and make schools profitable where they're paying taxes as well. I, I mean, I I just want to make everything where everybody there's no more you know free lunches, no more deductions. But I don't want to pay pays. taxes. I understand, yeah. but you have right. to have some kind of regulation. No, you don't. Paying... No. Oh, okay. What okay. you can have, we just talked about, I don't know, maybe you weren't tuned in. I know you weren't tuned in for the, for the first hour. Uh, we had Roderick Long on, because you guys don't get that there in Indy, but we were talking about regulations. This is a common refrain from America. You, oh, well, you have to have regulations, some regulations. Uh, it, it presumes that regulations are valuable and necessary and effective, and uh, the idea that there should be a monopoly out there controlling all other businesses is absolutely absurd. What you can have instead of government regulation is you can have third-party certification in the marketplace. So if what you're worried about is some sort of uh, hallmark of quality or standards or whatever, you know, some sort of gambling standards, then there could Consumer be... Reports will step right up and well, handle that. There could very well be, and there may already be this. I believe that some of the uh, online poker players would, would know. I don't know if there are any that are in this room right now, but there are certification organizations that will come in and you know, they're going to vet the code to make sure there's no bad doors, no ways to uh, to cheat the, the users, or they're going to vet the gambling and the physical location to make sure that things are being done on the up and up and that sort of thing. There are ways to do this without having a, mo a monopoly handle it. And plus, if you're going to put any kind of money or risk any kind of money, you should already be doing your due diligence. Like, don't just trust the government because, you know, what can they do? Kevin, you're the the industry, The industry needs to self-regulate, in other words, and I agree with that. So whatever you want to call it, there has to be standards so that the, the mafia doesn't come in and take over type thing. But that's but yet, what has already happened. You understand that, right? Okay. I mean, the government I, I, is the mafia. I'm speaking in a perfect world where if we were going to do this and decriminalize, it would be great. And right. the monies would be out there and, and then it would circulate because now those, it's underground. It's underground are, and people... You're right. Those things will happen. Uh, because people demand it. As long as people are demanding safety, you know, in cars, the car companies are going to advertise how safe their cars are. You know, they're going to get them spec'd out. They're going to get them certified. As long as people are demanding safety in food production, they're going to the marketplace is going to come up with the mechanisms that make people feel like they're buying a product that uh, that is safe to buy. And as long as people are demanding honesty of their gambling providers, the marketplace will come up with ways to uh, to vet them as well. It's not something you or I even have to worry about unless you are going to run a casino, in which case that is something that you need to think about. I don't need to know how all that's going to end up panning out or which organization will handle what because that's one of the beauties of the market is that it figures this stuff out all on its own. And, Kevin, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And speaking of gambling, Gambling. Uh, you know, we're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I haven't seen any overtly thus far. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened because there's a lot going on on this it's large huge. plot of land known as hundreds Rogers and Hundreds Trump. of people here. There's a good chance. I've certainly seen cards being played. I believe there has been some money involved perhaps in those games. It would make sense. I know these folks. I know that at the Free Keen Fest that we do uh, twice a year, there's always a gambling table. And it's always for cash. 
So people I are, always lose five dollars there. I, I don't ever play, but uh, I did play the the uh, the penny uh, game. There's like some dice game. I played that one. That was he fun. played for the purpose of gambling for money. Uh, oh, okay. But the yeah, idea of losing like dollars gambling. offends him so deeply. Yeah. It's it's just it's actually uh, physically painful for him. Yeah, okay. I, I just did it so I could break the law. You know, I, I okay. wanted to do some gambling. Yeah, it's like after sex, I charge somebody twenty five cents just to say <laughs> it's civil this. You know, I've tried that. Nobody nobody's paying up. Oh man. So anyway, my point being that up here, uh, we've been doing the gambling thing. Now, it's not on a large scale. No one's opened up a storefront or anything like that. But maybe someday uh, some you know, ballsy entrepreneur will come up and, uh, and do something like that. But in the meantime, we, are, we do have activists who are willing to gamble right out in the open. It's, it's publicly advertised that there will be gambling going on. Not only is there gambling going on usually at this event, there's also typically open cannabis uh, consumption and open alcohol consumption. Oh, yeah, at the last at one, park. you announced the free beer right as the cop was walking by. Uh, <laughs> and he just sort of had to look the other way, embarrassed that yeah. he couldn't hear that. Uh, he uh, apparently came in briefly, and then there was a discussion between the... He never, uh, never once stepped foot into uh, Freaking Fest, the police officer. Oh, I, I meant, uh, I'm sorry, I guess I got uh, lost there for a second. Uh, the, the, the cop, A cop came on uh, property here today, as I understand Really? It. Yes. Oh, I, I found out that's because a uh, cop comes every Tuesday, apparently, uh, huh. here, and just comes through, and it was handled. And wow, I'm surprised. I didn't, I must have on radio off or something like that. Here at uh, Rogers Campground, we're here for Pork Fest 2011, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, last year when the cops showed up, a call went out over the two-way radio system here in the park, and all kinds of people zeroed in on the police. There must have been 10 cameras on that yeah. car. Yeah, and uh, so I'm surprised I didn't hear that. I must have missed it somehow. Uh, but, yeah, there's this great little uh, two-way radio system between all the a lot of the activists here, and it makes, uh, makes things really uh, helpful and communicative. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. Bring up anything Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. We are here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 edition. We've been doing this since 2007, ever since we made the move up here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. As many of the people who are here at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire this weekend are considering doing. Uh, Folks are here who have already made the move, as uh, the three of us have done here uh, behind Mm -hmm. the microphones. And, by the way, joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And Meg. And people are here checking out New Hampshire. They're checking out uh, the Free State Project. They're meeting some of the uh, liberty-minded folks that are here. There are hundreds of people that are here thus far. We expect to see hundreds more by the time everything wraps up on Sunday. So it's not too late for you to get here. Go and get the details at Porkfest. Dot com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Somebody sent me a message uh, recently saying they were confused. Porkfest.com, they can't register anymore. Registration is closed online. But that doesn't mean you can't come here. You can just come here and step up to the registration table, and I don't know what the cost is for, for day of registration, but it can't be very much. 
Uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a very affordable event to attend, so it's not too late for you to get here. Porkfest, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four-CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com, download the free tools they have there for you, the free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletter, use the free legal dictionary, watch the free videos, then buy the course. Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out. Let them know that you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right. Toll-free number here again, 800-259-9231. Of course, you can bring up anything you would like, and you can take control of these airwaves. Now then, the lemonade story. I've been talking about this. We're going to talk about Herman Cain, too. Oh, Herman Cain. Yeah, well, who is this guy? He's uh, running for president or That's something? That's right. He's uh, the president of Godfather's Pizza and worked for the Federal Reserve. He was the Federal Reserve cha- chairman or president. That's of the- a bad sign. Very bad sign. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're thinking, if you're a, sort of a liberty-oriented person, you care about small government, I want to read you a few quotes here from... Because they've been saying, oh, I love this Herman Cain. He's great. Some of them. Some right. people who claim to be liberty-oriented. And remember in his, uh, in his statement stating that he was going to be, you know, running for president, he said that, uh, well, basically, he showed his ignorance of the Constitution. Yeah, he, he confused the Constitution with the Declaration of Right, he said the Constitution included the phrase, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. It does not. I think it's kind of funny that he was scolding people for not reading the Constitution, and then he himself made a mistake on it. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, he says, uh, I think the Patriot Act is about 90% right on. Oh, boy. I can't delineate to you exactly what I want to change, but here and again, I'd rather err on the side of caution and protection. Let's make it more tyrannical. Right. 10% wrong is just not tyrannical enough. Right. (laughs) Rather than worry about the 10% that I might have a problem with. So he'd rather err on the side of police state than he would Uh on the side. Of course, because he intends to prosecute these wars, these foreign wars that have never been declared. And he's going to create more problems for American citizens. So, of course, you have to have these sort of things, I guess. Hmm. He says, uh, further, I'm a little troubled by police officers being able to go into a home without a warrant or a court order. But that being said, I'd rather err on the side of detection um, if I have to choose between political correctness as if the Constitution of the United States of America is political correctness, as if a person's right to sovereignty in their own home is political correctness. Because that's how these politicians do this. They frame this as, as, as essentially you're just you're just being a troublemaker if you want to be, yeah. you know, want, want us to follow the Constitution. Look, your government loves you. They're going to take care of you. Why don't you just shut up and let the men with guns search your home, citizen? Crack down on the laws against illegal drug use. That's what you do, says Herman Cain. So Herman Cain's uh, solution to the drug problem, the drug war that we've had for 40 years in this country, is let's just fight it harder. The, clearly, this guy, this uh, this guy mm-hmm. who's been in charge of Godfather's Pizza, the you know chairman of the Federal Reserve Bank, and some local, I think it was in St. Louis, I'm not sure. He thinks that you can crack down on drugs and get rid of drugs in countries where it's the death penalty for using drugs. They still have drugs. Yeah. This guy doesn't care about your kids. He wants to throw them in jail. That's true. And, uh, of course, a great point to make there is that uh, drugs still get into prisons. 
So if, if it's possible to crack down on drugs, then surely they would be able to do it in a confined area, an area in which, you know, is not much larger than, you know, a, a large, a very, a very small street, for instance. I mean, they, they can't even keep drugs out of their own facility, let alone the idea that they'll somehow well, be able to keep them. Out in the all country. honesty, they can probably hardly keep drugs out of their own bodies either. Yeah, mm-hmm. these people are, I'm certain, doing things like that. If not, they're certainly drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, and drinking caffeine, so they like the drugs that they like. Herman Cain is, you know, he's a great speech giver. He sounds great. He looks very presidential. If you were going to cast somebody in the role of president, he would probably be a good person to do that. But his ideas really stink, people. He is not a good choice. He's a bad choice. Hey, by the way, it's a, it's a field of bad choices out there. Ron Paul, to me, is one of the best choices out there. I like Governor Gary Johnson. I, you know, Herman Cain, no. Michelle Bachman, no. Sarah Palin, no. These people, they, they, they don't know the Constitution. They don't care about the Constitution. To well, be fair, neither do I. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. Sign <laughs> I'm not running for president. I'm not proposing to enforce those rules. Right? Uh, the Constitution is a bunch of rules for the government, not for me. Yeah, but they just use it as an excuse to govern people. But they don't need an excuse to govern people. People are going sure. to be people are going to be ruled <laughs> after the presidential election by someone, and it doesn't matter to me. Honestly, it doesn't matter any of them because Ron Paul's not going to get elected. <laughs> Sadly, I just don't think that that's possible. And um, you know, it's it's going to be some tyrant that wants to grow government in some direction. Well, I know that because I've seen, 40, 40, seen it happen 42 other times. Things are changing uh, when it comes to the political race. I don't put any, uh, any faith in the idea that anybody decent will win the presidency, nor that even if we're Ron Paul to win, that anything significant would really change. Yeah, he could withdraw the troops, and that would be great, and I hope that, that would if be he huge. were to win, he'd he would do that, uh, but to to actually roll back the size of government, he can't do that as as president. That's that's just not within uh, within his purview within that system. But all that said, I heard recently, and I listened to the clip. Glenn Beck has apparently come out behind Ron Paul this year. Oh, good. So I mean, you know, for whatever that's worth, Glenn Beck, a fairly prominent uh, national uh, radio personality, he's I guess looking he's looking for a younger audience. <laughs> whatever the reason, I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me what his reasons are. I understand that Glenn Beck, over the years, has been recent years, has been talking about being a libertarian. Of course, he's not uh, by my definition of what that term means. But then again, my definition doesn't count. We all started somewhere, though. I understand that, and I'm giving him credit where credit is due. He's started by positioning himself so he could be different from other talk show hosts which you know good for him that's that's good you want to be you want to stand out from the conserva clone pack uh but i think that he actually actually has looked at some of the ideas i think he uh, he has taken the time to absorb some of the uh, the concepts of uh, of freedom because back in 2008 glenn beck was making fun of ron paul and now uh, here in 2012 Glenn Beck is saying that Ron Paul is the one man who's running for political office that actually understands the uh, the Constitution. So Glenn Beck has made, he has made a shift, it seems, within the last four years. So it would appear. And the fact is, Free Talk Live isn't like the other radio shows out there. It's not the Mark and Ian and Meg show. It's Free Talk Live. It's an open phones panel discussion with a, a pro-liberty viewpoint. And so it's not a personality-oriented program. We can't just say jump and watch people jump. It's yeah, not our like, listeners are no. not going to do that. <laughs> they're not going to do that. Yeah, the, our listeners are going to say, what's in it for you? Uh, they're going to want to know more about why we're suggesting that people do something. They're, they're going to question. They're, they're going to start naming prices. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so with, with people like Glenn Beck or Alex Jones or these other personality-oriented uh, talk radio hosts, they say something, people do it. I mean, Oprah says, read this book. People go out and they read that book. Glenn Beck says, read this book. People go out and they read that book. If Glenn Beck says, I think Ron Paul is the most constitutional-oriented person on this uh, panel of options for, for president, people are going to say, wow, maybe he's worth looking at. And then they're going to look at Ron Paul, and they're going to find the Center for Stateless Society, and they're going to find Free Talk Live, and they're going to find the Free State Project, and they're going to take that Ron Paul pill, if you will, uh, the, the red pill, perhaps, and they could go down a very useful uh, sort of a rabbit hole. That's what Ron Paul's campaign is all about for me. It's about bringing new people yeah. into this movement. It's a lot of people go through it. Absolutely. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. We've got a webcam. You can watch. You can listen. You can interact. The chat room is still open, by the way. Right now, the webcam, if you go there, it's just going to be the audio feed. You won't see us because there is no camera here at Rogers Campground. It's not because there aren't cameras here. Plenty of people are armed with video cameras. You know, if the cops actually do decide to try to mess with somebody here at Rogers Campground this weekend for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it's a huge mistake if they actually do <laughs> big that. Big mistake. Uh, not only will they be surrounded by activists with cameras, but it's also very likely that given the orientation of this crowd as compared to perhaps maybe the crowd that might attend the Liberty Forum, uh, it's it may be they possible could have that, a mass of a hundred people standing in front of the car. Yeah, exactly right. Or as some have suggested, a perhaps better approach for standing in front of police cars, which we didn't use when we did it. You mm -hmm. and I, uh, Megan Keene, uh, was. The suggestion that was made was that if you're going to stand in front of police cars and you have multiple people willing to do it and you know in advance that you have multiple people willing to do it, then what you do is you have one person at a time go out. So the first person goes out, stands in front of the police car, prevents them from leaving. They, have, of course, warn you to get out of the way, and then they come and they finally take you away. And then as soon as they remove that first person, that's when the second person goes out and stands in front of the police car. And then again, they have to go through that process again. And then the third person goes out. So it yeah. takes it much longer. They don't realize then, you know, how many you have they mm -hmm. don't know how many you, that they have to deal with at that point so there are a lot of neat ideas that you know have been, uh, yeah. been generated from i've the, also heard the one of uh when they go to arrest somebody everybody around just hug that person that's a good one too. so then the cop has to peel off layers of mm -hmm. people hugging one person i did see that happen with the uh the jefferson dance party uh but, you know one guy tries to hug i think it was um uh, the Adam Kokesh, and they just start slamming people for this, um, you know, on the ground. Literally, they got very, very violent when they saw something like that happen. 
I don't remember that. Well, I mean, there's always a possibility the that they're going to get violent with you. You have to understand that going into this. Uh, if you're going to do civil disobedience, there's always the chance you're going to deal with some rogue cop who just doesn't care that there's cameras around, and he's going to go ahead and crack some skulls. I mean, there's, there's always that chance. And if you're scared of that, that's okay. There's other things you can do. You can write letters to the editor, run for political office, or you know, give money to support those people who are willing to put their, yes. uh, their heads on the line to possibly be cracked by the thugs calling themselves the police. Now, not all police are thugs, but plenty of them are. So, 800-259-9231. Let's go to your phone calls, your thoughts. David, listening in Montana, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Meg. Hey, how you doing? Dave, there's a lot of people out here that are, are really glad you called in here tonight. Hey, how's everybody out there? I wish I could be there with you all. Maybe and I someday, say, Dave. I want to say thank you to all the people that were involved in all the 420 demonstrations and the going into the cop shop man that was great i would check it out on the the computer excellent sir. Would, salute to you all hey and the, the drug war is so stupid man it it it, it wastes so many lives it, it corrupts so many uh politicians the cops the serpico look at that movie it's old movie man it hits it right on the money man that's what's going on with the drug war, and they don't. That guy, he can't even live in his own country because the cops want to kill him because he told the truth. You know, that's I say more serpicos to you police officers out there. Grow some and and be a serpico. Right. This is this is one thing that kind of uh, the conundrum, right? The the claim is is that there's lots of good cops out there, but you know they're <laughs> not, not in Serpico, man. He was the only one. They they wanted to shoot yeah. him quick. <laughs> hey, and uh, the Constitution, it's like talking about a dream we had. You know, it's it's not mm. reality. People are living in dreamland, man. It's mm. it's like. They, they made all these laws against the Constitution to make money off of us just so we could, by just us living, they, make it, they get rich. A politician gets elected and they get out millionaire, man. Like, that, that's crazy. That, that, right in our face. Each and every one of them guys are like are billionaires and stuff, you know? And, and, and You're right. They do, throw it in, they do throw it in your face. And, uh, Dave, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, as always. The cops uh, and the, the politicians do throw it in your face that they rule you. Uh, they don't care. They don't care what you think because they are pretty certain that you won't ever do anything about it, that you'll just complain. Like a lot of people complaining about this uh, story about the lemonade stand where uh, kids – in, I believe it was uh, Washington, yeah, but excuse me, no, Bethesda, Maryland, actually, WUSA reporting, where some kids have been uh, you know, told to stop. You can't you can do this lemonade stand here. Uh, you, in fact, we're going to give you a fine of uh, $500 for running this lemonade stand, and we'll give you some more details on the story. But inevitably, a lot of people will get all upset about this. Oh, my God, we can't have this in this country. This is supposed to be the land of the free, these poor children. Uh, but uh, they won't, of course, uh, actually do anything about it beyond complain. Now, in the case of the lemonade stands, usually the complaining does see change. There's change that happens. Immediate change regarding that lemonade stand, but it, it doesn't address the root of the problem. What are you going right. to do? You're going to say that uh, people can't have businesses at their home unless those people are under the age of 14? I mean, what kind of weird law they is that? Do that. Yeah, they, they have do to that. start defining things more, but instead of doing that, they just keep it loose. You know, they 
apologize or whatever to the girl in this instant, and then they keep the rules loose, and yep. the next time they just go and do something they else. They tell the cops, yeah, don't don't hassle the kids with lemonade stands. But if right. an adult has a lemonade stand out there at their house, that's going to be a problem. Or if somebody's selling uh, bottles of water, I think it was uh, the guys from Liberty on Tour that went over uh, LibertyOnTour.com. They went out on the, one of their more recent tours to Las Vegas uh, where there were people that were actually on the streets selling water bottles because, well, people are thirsty, and they, the saw de- they saw a demand for selling water bottles, so they went ahead and they, they supplied that. And, of course, the cops are cracking down on those folks. And we've seen the, the police arresting people for feeding the hungry recently in Orlando. Yeah, it's so, been getting insane down so, there. Right, so when people get upset about these issues, they're right, and they should be upset about them because they are outrageous uh, when the government does these things, but they never take it any further because they don't know what they can do. They look at this situation and they can assess it correctly like, wow, that really shouldn't be happening in the land of the free. Boy, I'm glad I haven't done anything like that because I don't want my business to get shut down. I guess I'll just go ahead and fill out my tax forms now. And then they just go on with their life and they try to, you know, fly under the radar as much as they can because most of them, they've got a family. They've got, you know, they've got uh, strings that, they, that they've attached to the community. Uh, their business, maybe if they're a business owner, has been around for years and they don't want to put that at jeopardy. And nobody wants to take a risk. And so as long as nobody's willing to take a risk, there's no chance, zero chance, that anybody will ever reach uh, the, 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 the goal of freedom. Seems that's to the goal. It does, I, I agree that it seems unlikely that we're going to vote our way out of this entirely. I'm not saying that there's no room for voting, but voting ain't, ain't it. And you don't have to – please, I don't want to be misunderstood. I'm not saying you need to take a risk and go violent. I mean, obviously, the people that – that uh, you know broke away from King George many many uh, a couple couple hundred plus years. They ago. didn't have the internet. They didn't have the internet. They couldn't communicate very effectively. Uh, you know, all they knew was violence as far as uh, solving their problems was concerned. Well, look what they got. They got another large uh, right. centralized organization. And I don't know. But they were willing to take risk. Those guys were willing to take risk. That's what I wanted to point out about them. Those guys were – they literally risked it all. I mean they risked their lives and their fortunes and their sacred honor and their property and, and their families and all of it. And many of them lost a lot of that as well. We don't have to do that. Not only can we stay peaceful – in our activism efforts, and sh- we should stay peaceful because the moment anybody in this movement becomes violent, I will ostracize them. I want nothing to do with those folks. They make that violent people make you look crazy, and, uh, and they they're usu- bringing about a change. I don't want to be a part of. Right, and they—that's th- right. There's negativity. You don't uh, achieve peace through violence. Yeah. You can only get to peace by being peaceful, and so that's definitely the wrong way to go about things. Uh, but all that said, if if a bunch of people get together and they take a little bit of risk together then that risk is spread out across that population. It makes things safer. So, for instance, there are a lot of people taking risks this weekend here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's a great example of risk-taking on a wide scale. But when you talk about this risk, you're not talking about the risk of getting a 223 round in the chest. It's a smaller level of risk that you can get people on board with when you're talking about civil disobedience or you know whatever sort of right. activism you're talking about. People it's, selling products without a license. You can have 10 times, 20 times, 50 times the amount of people willing to take that risk. People are smoking cannabis openly here. I mean, there's no problem doing a lot of these things. There's, right over there in the there's corner. plenty of uh, alcohol being sold here without any permits. All of these people that are engaging in sales and, and activities here, many of the folks here at Porkfest have broken some sort of law. In fact, we've got a room full of people here. Just by a show of hands or applause, how many people have broken some kind of state or fe- uh, federal regulation here uh, this weekend? That's nearly 
nearly the entire room. There still be maybe some people that are too scared to admit. I it. think our attendance here alone by the Patriot Act makes us all breaking the law right now. That I, may be I, true. I, I, I don't know. I don't have the report in front of me, but the report says that uh, there's a report that says that the average American breaks three, commits three felonies a day, and doesn't even know it. There's more coming up here. 800-259-9231. Hour three's next. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live, live from Porkfest 2011. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. is Free Talk Live. We are here at the 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival here at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, here with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. They are coming together for the purpose of, well, hanging out and socializing and getting to know new faces, new friends, new uh, potential friends for life. Because if a lot of the people who are here now are actually going to move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all converging to the same place, then you really are beginning friendships uh, here this weekend This weekend uh, at Porkfest that could last you a lifetime. Because presumably we're all in this liberty in our lifetime. That means it's a lifelong project and uh, these are the beginnings of those relationships for those people that are that are brand new here. And if you didn't make it out to Porkfest or you haven't made it out, it's not too late. You can still come on up here. There's a lot still yet to come. In fact, the, the schedule is chock full of events and activities throughout the rest of the week. You can go to Porkfest.com to learn more about it. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, Porkfest.com. And one of the uh, the biggest and longest-running sponsors uh, behind this program is SACL CAI. It is the company of uh, one Jason Osborne. You're one of the folks behind the scenes there at SACL. And uh, Jason has graciously uh, arrived here in our studio. Good evening, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, good to have you here tonight. I, I heard that you slept in a little bit today. A little bit. There was a little too much fun had at the fun <laughs> compound last night. Yeah, you know, any any place that a liber- libertarians gather is called a compound. So, um, <laughs> what <laughs> we've been talking about the fun compound here uh, for a little bit. What is it? Uh, it's just uh, two campsites next to each other. Uh, one has uh, fixed brewing, a uh, number of tasty homebrewed uh, beers. They and... really are good. I have the uh, the Hazlitt, the Henry Hazlitt something, the honey. Honey nut, hazelnut brown, um, and wow, it was a really good beer. Now they they pulled their permits to uh, to brew these beers, right? They went I'm thinking no. Contacted the uh, the yeah. federal government. Zach Vicks has a uh, has a mohawk and a handlebar mustache. They they must have contacted the federal government to get the labels correct. I know that uh, you know usually there's a submission process where you have to go through and, and let some bureaucrat look at your labels and then decide whether or not you can actually have those labels. Yes, it takes months and months. I've gone through it before, and I won't be ever doing it again. So that, that hasn't happened either. They no, haven't no, done no. any of that stuff. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, and so you're doing this as the uh, the fun compound, but that's not all there's, there is the fun compound, not just uh, homebrews, because it's not just uh, Fixed Brewing that's doing homebrewing here. There's other folks around the area that are also uh, sharing. In fact, there was some sort of a homebrew competition or sh- sharing thing that went on today, wasn't there? Yeah, I also slept through that. Oh, damn it. 
<laughs> so uh, anyway, so the fun compound op- open every day at Pork Fest. I mean, all open, the way through the end, uh, all day, all night. What time does it open in the morning? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm thinking at least eight o'clock. As soon as you so get you, the bartender out of bed, then yeah, definitely got to roll over for a nice Bloody Mary in the morning. I highly recommend it. So tell tell our listeners, uh, Jason, why they should come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival as somebody who has been to a number of them. I believe this is my fourth one, yes. And uh, it's the first thing I pencil in the calendar as soon as they announce the date. I would never miss another one ever. It's just uh, the best time you could ever imagine having a thousand people all gathered together who are mostly likable and... uh, Well, inevitably, in any group of people, there are going to be people you disagree with, and that's okay. But generally, there are plenty of people you can spend time with here, and you don't have to deal with anybody you disagree with. If you don't like somebody, walk away and, and go somewhere else. But, yeah, I mean, I find that folks here are overwhelmingly gracious and kind and caring and, and nice. And there's so many new things this year that never were here last year. The free aid tent uh, is here this year, which is like a big deal. Maybe we'll have one of the free aid folks in here at a later time, whether tonight or, or throughout the week. But that's kind of an original idea is uh, bringing volunteers, basically, who are working within the medical field or training to be uh, doctors, for instance, to uh, to staff an, an aid center, basically. So they're on call. There's a, a two-way radio system that's in operation here at uh, at Rogers Campground, and you could just call up, like almost. It's not like nine one one, but it's it's similar. You call in, as close as it gets around here. Yeah, it's actually telephone numbers or because, channels on the radio, whatever. Right, it's actually better than nine one one because uh, with nine one one, you actually have to you know wait for someone to pick up. Whereas here, you press that key on the radio, and somebody's listening to you. You can you can bet that somebody's uh, listening in there. So all kinds of innovative things happening. The fun compound is here as well, and uh, SACL CAI bringing the fun compound to you. So, as always, Jason, uh, thanks for being a part of this. Well, no problem. And uh, Thursday night, we've got a special uh, for the amplifiers uh, right here in this very room. That's something I wanted to ask you about. Now, this is uh, the... Amplifiers are people that advertise, help help Free Talk Live advertise, market, and promote by giving three, three bucks or more a month. Yeah, that's correct. And folks can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Now... This is going to be an amp-only party, or is it going to be open to everybody, and there's just going to be special giveaways for amplifiers? How are you going to run this Well, thing? I'm not going to be checking credentials at the door or anything, but uh, I'd like to take care of the amplifiers. Uh, so it's basically going to be an, uh, on the, uh, the honor system, yeah. is what you're saying? Okay, okay. So anybody here that is a Free Talk Live amplifier will be able to get a free uh, special commemorative thing. thing. A, I wouldn't quite call it a trinket. It is actually it's useful. It's a surprise. It is actually useful. So uh, it will. I, I would imagine since it's Thursday night, this will get used later on in Porkfest this year. I don't doubt it. Yeah. All right. So that's about all we can say about that. That's during this show, during Thursday this show. night, here in this very room. In this room. In the media room here at Porcupi- uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So this being Tuesday night. If you haven't made it here yet, uh, that would be a good time to show up. You'll get to meet Osborne. You'll get to meet all kinds of wonderful Free Talk Live listeners who are here with us tonight. And uh, thanks to everybody for, uh, for coming in here. Always appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to share yours with us. So, Jason, uh, anything else you want to share with us here tonight? Oh, I'm good, dude. Right on. You just enjoy yourself. What I see you have the uh, the Porkfest 2011 commemorative mug. Which... Yours, yours looks like you've almost you've used it so much you've like worn some of the printing off of the side there. Like oh, you've really been working that mug. Yeah, uh, uh, they weren't expensive. <laughs> I like the mug. I have to say I like this mug better than last year's mug. Uh, last year's mug was black. It's too it's kind small. of hard to see, like, there was stuff in it. And this I is... Got a lot of complaints about the size. The size was small last year, and this one is, is definitely a step up. How many ounces is that? Uh, 22. 22 ounces. What, is that a pint? Well, yeah. it, might be a a pint a, it might be closer to a British pint. Yeah, right. I, anyway. 
Thanks, Jason, for coming by. Always, always appreciate it. Uh, so 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Lemonade stand, this is the story that I've uh, meant to bring to you over the past week. We just haven't had a chance to, uh, to actually get to it because, well, we'll take your calls about absolutely anything. WUSA reporting in Bethesda, Maryland, that you can make a fortune sp- uh, selling parking spots outside of the U.S. Open, but don't even dream of setting up a lemonade stand. A county inspector ordered the Marriott and Augustine kids to shut down the stand that they set up on Persimmon Tree Road, right next to Congressional, wherever that is. And Persimmon they, Tree sounds so nice and, and family-oriented. And after they allegedly ignored a couple of warnings from the bureaucrat, the inspector fined their parents $500 gentleman from the county is now telling us because we don't have a vendor's license, the kids won't be allowed to sell their lemonade, according to Carrie Marriott, who's one of the kids' moms. The kids can't seem to understand it. She says, I don't agree. I think the county is wrong. We're sending the money to charity. And good for her uh, for doing that. Jennifer Hughes, the director of permitting the county, says, or permitting for the county, says it's technically illegal to run the, even the smallest lemonade stand in the county, but inspectors usually don't go looking for them. She said this one was unusually large. Hughes also said they've warned all kinds of other vendors that they couldn't operate near the U.S. Open because of concerns about traffic and safety. You think that's really what it is? And they're going to use whatever excuse they can use. I mean, if it was, if it isn't the U.S. Open, it's something else. Always, every time. And but what's the real reason? What's the real reason? Yeah, is it really about traffic? Is it really about safety? I think that each individual bureaucrat, each uh, you know, planning cop person that they send out here has their own individual reasons each time they mess with uh, a lemonade stand. Mm-hmm. And I'm specifically talking about lemonade stands here because they're they're a great example of how the government overreaches and it goes far beyond what people would have ever imagined um, would happen when they start allowing these bureaucrats to regulate what you do at your home. You should be able to sell whatever you want at your home, frankly. Uh, Unless you are in a deed-restricted community where you've agreed that you shan't be doing things like that. Right, and and I don't think the go- that a government needs to take over a huge landmass and say, no, none of this is here inside the county. Toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. How do you feel about this one? Is there actually anyone out there who agrees with the government, who thinks that, yeah, it's all right, go ahead and stop these kids from selling that lemonade and, in fact, find their parents $500. I support it. Not only that, I think it should be $1,000. 800-259-9231. If you're that person, we'd love to hear from you. This is Free Talk Live. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. 
And as always, joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. And also, sitting in here now on our third microphone, Damos here. A demo, thanks for having me. Demo from LibertyOnTour.com. The Liberty On Tour, by the way, uh, has made its final stop here for this particular tour. You've been on the Free State Friendship Tour, and the last portion of it was going to be here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I want to talk more about Liberty On Tour here in a moment, but uh, let's finish up thoughts on this uh, story here about uh, the lemonade stand. You've been in the audience here listening uh, tonight, so you heard the story about the, these kids in uh, Bethesda, Maryland, who their parents have been fined $500 because their kids are out selling lemonade, apparently in front of the U.S. or nearby uh, the U.S. Open, uh, some sort of a golf tournament. And uh, these kids, uh, interestingly, are the kids of, well, the Marriott's, you know, the hotel chain. So these aren't just your average uh, kids that are out selling lemonade. These are some relatively privileged uh, children. So no wonder they had a big, fancy lemonade stand, right? Th that kind of explains the uh, the large size of the operation. Someone drove in a like lemonade trailer that you would see at a fair or something. However... The shape of a giant lemon. I think it's interesting that nonetheless, despite that uh, it's these big, you know, rich families that are running this, they were still targeted. You know, they were still gone after here because, well, the rich, a lot of the rich people in this country got rich because they jumped through the hoops and, you know, they were able to jump through the hoops when others weren't able to. And then they start putting up their their own hoops, as we talked about earlier, where the uh, the you know the industrialists create the rules for their industry, and then new people can't get in, and they can't innovate, and they can't create uh, new ideas and products and services and offer them. But yet, whenever these uh, youngins get out there and they try to create uh, a lemonade stand in the country these these days, it seems like their odds of being aggressed against are much higher today than they used to be. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Maybe it's always been this way, and yeah, it's maybe, just we never I, heard about it, it before. It doesn't seem very likely that, uh, you know, Andy Griffith from Mayberry was stopping by the lim kids' lemonade stand, kicking it over and telling them they needed a permit. It just doesn't seem that that way to me. The government has grown in invasiveness. Uh, you know, there's more restrictions. You need licenses to do everything. I think that it's pretty safe to assume. I, I don't think there's any more uh, children that have lemonade stands, but... There are more regulations and uh, That's taxes on businesses to make them call about the children selling lemonade. So when you're being taxed, you know, right. 30 years ago, 20 bucks, no big deal. Today, you're being taxed 200 300 $500. You want to call somebody. Yeah, so it, it's it not so much that there's any more or less lemonade stands or children trying to be innovative. You know, it very well could have been uh, the competitors. Maybe there's somebody who's uh, gotten permission to sell at the U.S. Open. He's driving by, seeing these kids at the lemonade stand, and saying to himself, "I could have sold an extra soda pop if, uh, if I'd called the cops on these guys." Exactly. Yeah, central centralization is the problem. So back to the story here from the bureaucrat that's in charge of the permitting process there in Bethesda. Uh, she says that uh, you know, hey, we've we've done this to other vendors that have been operating near the uh, U.S. Open. It's it's all about traffic and safety. Big whoop! They're twelve. So what? Mom says. Uh, one of the moms says, "Does this every kid? Does it mean now that every kid who sells lemonade has to register with the county?" She asks the inspector, and the res uh, inspector responds, "Cute little kids making five or ten dollars is a little bit different than making hundreds. You've got coolers and coolers here." And the mom responded, well, it's to raise money for pediatric cancer. Now, what's funny, according to WUSA 9, is that the county has given scores of other neighbors permits to let golf fans park on their front lawns. Those permits cost almost $300, but prices per car run as much as $60 per day. Gee, I bet you could charge less for the parking spaces if you didn't have to pay $300 a day uh, for the permit to allow people to park in your front lawn. 
Well, I, I don't know. They didn't say $300 a day. They just said $300 for the permit and then $60 a day. So um, yeah, good make, point. Sure, make sure that you're clear it's on that. Clear. But I think the point that they're trying to make here is that people can make a lot of money by renting out their lawn, and all these girls are doing is renting out their lawn in a different fashion. Well, we don't They're know if it's their a lawn. Different ser- service. It, it, it may not be their lawn. This may be actually on some sort of uh, so-called public property. Oh, interesting. But nonetheless, if it's public property, then everyone owns it, and I say set up your damn lemonade. I don't have a problem with any of this. I'm just saying that uh, you know, kids and lemonade stands, is, it, it, it has an opportunity to show the government for you know being tyrannical and, and overbearing. I think that this one pushes the envelope of kids' lemonade stands. It, 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 uh, as the story goes deeper, it does require one to say, hmm, let's see, the kids of the Marriott selling lemonade, gallons and gallons and gallons of lemonade on public sidewalks. I don't know, you know? So, of course, this makes... Oh, good. No, it's just an example of slave-on-slave violence. The more regulated have to uh, call the bigger brother on the less regulated. So even though there would be an exemption, everyone can understand having an exemption for a child... It can't happen, though, when you're talking about a sporting event when their majority of their profits are probably made in this week. What kind of message would it send if we were to just allow these children if to go? I must pay, they must pay. Oh, by the way, there's an update to the story. Guess what? Go ahead. Um, the Marriott's uh, managed to get an exemption. Montgomery County officials have allowed the children to reopen their lemonade stand. They've allowed. Oh, that's so nice. Right. Uh, the masters have allowed them to sell their lemonade. Those little children. We'll just go ahead and give them an exemption. The county permits director, bureaucrat, says that the neighborhood children who are raising money to fight pediatric cancer needed to move their stand from the main strip to a more private safer area, meaning away from the eyes of the people that are passing by. Uh, so they're, they're claiming it's all about traffic and safety. We, we're going to keep these kids from getting hit uh, by these crazy drivers that are driving through here. Uh, Parking. So we'll, just, we'll just go ahead and put them down this back alley, and y'all can run your lemonade stand down there, okay? By now, have fun raising money for cancer behind that dumpster. Because that's basically what they've, uh, they've done to these kids. Oh and, oh, and they so graciously decided to waive the $500 fine. That's nice of them. Yeah. By the way, the children do include uh, members of the two Washington Power families, the Marriott's and the Augustines, who are a family that is in charge of Lockheed Martin, the defense contractor. Uh, this is so. Here's what. Uh, let's see, Hughes. I don't recall who that is. I don't know if that's. Uh, well, anyway, somebody said this is not big bad bureaucracy coming down on little kids. She said the inspector was enforcing regulations designed to address concerns about traffic safety and other non-permitted vendors flooding into the area. Good Lord, we're keeping you safe, people. He was just doing his job. She noted that, uh, let's see, Hughes noted the kids' lemonade operation was serving bottled drinks out of four large coolers under a 10 by 10 tent. Yeah, this isn't a kid's... What, 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 this is a Dixie Cups here? This woman would crap her pants if she were here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, <laughs> where people are selling all kinds of bottled and not-so-bottled drinks, among other things, under 10 by 10 tents. Isn't there a whole alleyway here at uh, the Agora Valley named after, like, a lemonade stand? The is there? I think it's Clark's Lemonade Stand. It's Site 48 or something like that. There's all kinds of stuff here. There's, there's more here than I Definitely can possibly crap her pants, for sure. catalog. Uh, the parents disagreed. She says, one of them, the mom says, this feels like a whole lot of government to me. However, as the uh, the parents and kids say, that as far as they're concerned, the situation is resolved. So they bowed down. They uh, they bent over for the state. They went and they moved their their stand. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, this is not an uncommon story. And if your kids are to go out and start doing this, 
What would be really interesting would be to have them continue on. I know parents don't want to put their kids at risk. They're worried they're going to lose their kids. But it sure would be interesting, wouldn't it, to see the kids just continue to come out and set up the lemonade stand and, you know, basically say F you to the government and, yeah, we're not going to get your permits. I, it'd be nice to see. I don't think it's going to happen. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free to control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we give to you there. In fact, the main feature actually allows you to control the content of the site. So if you find something online that you think is interesting, maybe it's this lemonade story or whatever else that you think our listeners would enjoy, take a moment to submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. At that point, other listeners can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website. Uh, so it's like a social bookmarking thing, and it's totally free, over at freetalklive.com. Uh, Ademo is here with us from libertyontour.com. We're at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Ademo, how many has this been for you? Is this your third Porcupine Festival? This is my third, so I'm, I'm ecstatic. So you've been here every time at Rogers Campground. It's been here in the same place. Before, it used to be at a different place, and now it's it's here at Rogers. Yeah, yeah. my first time was with uh, Motorhome Diaries back in 09, and then now up Liberty on Tour two times, and today. So... Tell me what you've seen change over the years with the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the Pork Fest. Uh, it's grown. I mean, uh, the the camping area is my favorite. The people around here are awesome. So, you know, you can mingle, uh, network uh, folks, Pete and I, who have traveled the country the last about three years. Mm. It's a time to reconnect with other folks from, you know, we have some folks from San Diego that are staying with us in Marv. Uh, people from Philadelphia have been hanging out with us a lot, all over the place, Auburn. I mean, Marv is the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle. Yep, the vehicle in which we travel and do the uh, Liberty on Tour projects and coplock.org work we do. So, uh, so, so has it grown over the years? I mean, there's a lot more people here now? No, absolutely. I mean, I think the first year I was here, I think there was about 570, 600, and then last year there was 900 or something like that, and I, I think we're going to surpass 1,000 this year. So definitely growing. The uh, agorism, the uh, counter-economics, whatever you want to call it, is definitely abundant. It's already only Tuesday, and I've noticed uh, a huge increase in vendors, people selling yeah. goods, uh, finding excuse me, economic opportunities to make money, to make Porfex a uh, profitable uh, experience as well as a memorable one. Yeah, there's some so, people really busting hump out oh, there. I sure. know that uh, Luther, for instance, he's somebody who appears on this show from time to time. Uh, he's out there working with uh, Mandrick. He's you know doing whatever it is that is needed to be done. He's even driving the uh, taxi cab. Yep, that's right. I'm losing my voice too, man. It's, right. it's all right. It's, it's rough. It's Tuesday. Right, right on Tuesday here. Right. 
And uh, so well, you, you got to get your partner, Pete, to sit in for you. You can't even finish up the, the yeah, interview. Right, right. You, you guys are wrapping up the pot smoke, the uh, Free State Friendship Tour. I didn't make it out to the 420 today. I was busy doing uh, radio things with Ernest Hancock. Uh, but that's something else that's going on. Speaking of pot smoking is uh, the 420 celebrations are going on here, not just in Keene, but also here at the uh, the campground, as I understand it. Were you able to make it out to one? I, of those I didn't make it to one yet, but I'm hoping to. And starting Thursday, uh, me and Tommy Mazingo are going to have our Toad podcast, which is all about self-ownership and the war on drugs. Tell so. me about to- Toad. What is that? Well, Toad is uh, Tommy and a demo, so it's T-O and then A-D, so Toad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a uh, podcast that's going to air after the festivities here, and we're going to host it over at our campsite where Marv is, site 89, and uh, from 4 to 5 every day. And as I understand it, y'all will actually be getting high while recording the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna have kind of the same format you guys have, to, yeah. to host a guest and hopefully be uh, partaking in uh, civil disobedience while interviewing. That's not our format. Well, <laughs> not exactly. I said we're mimicking, mimicking to a certain extent. So uh, Liberty on Tour, wrapping up the Free State Friendship Tour. Give me a recap or give our listeners a recap. What was the Free State Friendship Tour? Well, the Free State Project or the Free State Friendship Tour was the Liberty on Tour, six weeks. We did uh, six cities. We're ending here in Lancaster, New Hampshire. But uh, we had one stop outside of New Hampshire in uh, Greenfield, Massachusetts, where Pete and I are facing felony wiretapping charges. Folks who want to hear more about that can go to coplock.org slash Greenfield. Uh, we have a, <clears throat> excuse me, the trial coming up for that soon. And uh, we hit up Grafton, uh, Manchester, the Seacoast, Keene, and now here. And uh, we're just trying to advocate what, what folks have going on here in New Hampshire. What, it can inspire you to move, inspire you to do other activism in your area. Everything from uh, don't take the plea deal outreach, cop blocking, uh, stories, news articles. We covered it all. You in guys the last did six some weeks. epic cop blocking, and all of this stuff has been uh, shown over at libertyontour.com. Although I'm sure you still got some videos in the backlog that there's going to be more coming out. Uh, but you can see a lot of this, and the Manchester cop block video is up there where folks can go and watch you and multiple activists actually chasing down the police in Manchester. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it, it, giving them kind of what they do to people every day. We were following them around. We were at every single stop. Mm-hmm. Nobody got a ticket that night except for one individual, which we, we were late to, and they claimed to have found some drugs. But uh, most were let off with the warnings. And in one instance, do you believe that has to do with your presence? I think it does. And even in one instance, an officer left before the person they pulled over left. Wow. They left first because I feel we were there. Yeah. There were several. I mean, we had five cars about Marv, the Mobile Authority Resistance, resistance Vehicle, the RV. And uh, everywhere they could be, we were at. We were on the scanners. It was well organized. It was great. And, and then, of course, the next day they cracked down. You guys went and uh, became part of a protest outside of the Manchester Police Department where... Eight people were arrested for basically not obeying. The cops demanded identification. They demanded that you show them government ID. You may or may not have had it on you. Either way, what obligation do you have to show these cops that? You tried walking away, and the cops come up and just arrest you. Exactly. I mean, uh, we were. Act- they claimed it was about uh, chalking public property. When really, like you said, it, the officer came and asked me for ID. Wait, thought, wait, if it was about chalking, did you get charged with uh, graffiti? Nope, I no. got charged with criminal mischief. Yeah. But it, yeah. it, it's exactly what you said, is that they came up and said, do you have ID on you? And I said, I don't talk to police officers because, yeah. you know, through coplock.org and Liberty on Tour, we try to be educational and show people different tactics. And the one I decided to choose, which is something you've been mentioning a lot lately, Ian, is uh, simply not talking to them and just leaving. Yeah. Don't even acknowledge these guys with their costumes. And, uh, excuse me, I tried that. And on the second attempt, he just arrested me, so I went limp, and that's correct. And you, yours was charge. the first, and then uh, seven more arrests followed that. About six or seven cameras were confiscated, including uh, that of uh, 
Nine. Nine of them. Uh, cameras all over the place, confiscated and under the office. Without subpoenas. Of- and I'd, I'd like to point out that this is illegal. Cops will do this all the time. They'll say that, well, that camera has recorded evidence. Well, if it's evidence, officer, you need a subpoena to get it. So I'm going to keep this here. Well, Thanks I mind you, this much. is at a police station, which is already under surveillance. They had right. their own cameras. They, they wanted right. the cameras at it's one person's It's a harassment tactic. Right. They wanted them it's to a charge crime. other people. They want more revenue, but they wanted to charge other people. When they have their own cameras, not needed at all. Right. All they're doing is they're punishing activists for being activists in this case. They're committing crimes. They know that there's nothing that's legal, as you say, about what they're doing. They know that eventually they're going to have to give these cameras back. But they also know that eventually can mean six months, eight months, 12 months, 16 months. It was over a year before... If they, if they took it illegally, it's not like they actually have to give it back. They don't yeah. have to give it back. Some judge says, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, give it back. The judge, the same judge that will, uh, that we'll should convict. be setting, you know, p- putting these guys in for contempt of court or some kind of you know, bench warrant for these people for breaking yeah. laws. They'll sure do it to you. It should be interesting to hear over the next month on, on most of the folks. Most of the folks were charged with misdemeanors, uh, disorderly conduct, catch-all crimes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm predicting that a lot of those will be thrown out. Especially they're not going to take a plea deal. Yes, especially the ones like Kate, who was simply in the wrong spot at the wrong time on such a day. Yep, uh, standing on chalk was her crime. And uh, so right, the cop, the cop photographer was out there, and the claim was that because she was stepping on some of the chalk, she was her. interfering with uh, police business or whatever Correct. by them trying to photograph the chalk. So none of those will definitely hold water, but it should be interesting to see in how many of these they back off on it. Even myself. Yeah, because they just got themselves eight court cases yeah. out of this. Right. And, right. and they're already broke. They, they already have to shut down their courts for a certain number of days mm-hmm. per year and send their employees home without pay because they don't have any money. Yeah. And then they're out doing this. These people don't understand what's cost-effective. It's not a cost-benefit analysis to them. It isn't about what's doing, doing what's right. It's about protecting their little fiefdoms. Right. And on top of the added cost, uh, a lot of activists attended a city council meeting, which doesn't really add much cost because it's already planned into the budget, Mm -hmm. but they at least got an earful. There was at least 13, 14 activists there complaining about their phones being stolen, complaining about the treatment and the abuse and the lack of transparency with the Manchester Police Department. Of course, the city council did nothing. Well, they don't care, right? They roll out of their eyes, but it's just another headache, another way to give them. So it's not just giving them in in this front. It's the other front, the second front. Absolutely. The more that we can do, the better. I favor any form of activism. Anybody, do whatever it is that feels comfortable for you. If you feel the most comfortable going in and talking to city council or running for city council or whatever, by all means. There was uh, somebody in the back told me just a few moments ago that uh, there was a guy here who uh, I guess is on a city commission somewhere or county commission somewhere who claims to listen to free talk live every day. Yep, so, in Michigan. you know, some counselors are better than others, right? In that uh, particular case, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. There are just a few moments remaining. Maybe enough time for your call. If you make it right now, 800-259-9231. We're live from Pork Fest 2011 at Rogers Campground. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free to bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Still enough time for you and your thoughts here. 1-800-259-9231. 
And by the way, we are here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2011 edition. We've been doing this for years now, and it's something that I just love to do. It's the reason I have remote broadcast equipment, <laughs> so we can go <laughs> to Porcupine Freedom Festival and the Liberty Forum, the two yearly Free State Project events, to help promote this idea that I think is its time has come. It needs to happen sooner rather than later. I will do whatever is in my power to make sure that it happens and whatever influence I have uh, to make sure that it happens sooner rather than later. And that is to have 20,000 like-minded, liberty-oriented people make the move, pick up their lives from wherever they are. Mark and I came from Florida. Pete, you came from Ohio, was it? Uh, kind of around. Oh, Pete, let me turn your mic on. There you go. Pete. Yeah, Minnesota, Northern Virginia. Pete's here, uh, by the way, from LibertyOnTour.com. He's uh, one of the crew over at LibertyOnTour.com. So people have come here from New Hampshire all over the place. People are coming from all over the place. They're here checking it out this week. We did a, a show of hands earlier. I don't know if you're here for it, Pete, yeah. but the super majority of people here aren't living here. Yeah, like the people that awesome. are in our audience here tonight, like 70% of them are here checking out New Hampshire and thinking about making a move. It's awesome. One of the most memorable uh, periods for me last time at Porkfest last year was when we were in the uh, pavilion and... Uh, it was, it was before one of the keynote sessions, and, and uh, I think Chris Lawless asked for a show of hands, like, who's here for the first time? It was, like, half mm -hmm. the folks, and it was just like, wow. Like, it's like that every such year. Such a diverse group of people united, you know, pretty much, like, everyone's chill, and, it, you know, everyone you can trust. It's it's awesome. Like, it's such a great community, so. Yeah, it really is. It's been cool. We came up here in Marv. You were one of the eight in Marv, and uh, we had a few cars with us, and it was just, like, thinking about how, uh, you know, everyone, like, our journeys and stuff, and how uh, we've we've. Um, I think all gotten better together and, and support each other. It's it's really cool. So yeah, it's, it's, it's great watching the community grow yeah. up here, and it's so exciting to think about what can come next because we've seen some really amazing activism in New Hampshire within the last you know few years that would have been impossible anywhere else in the country. Some because the numbers just aren't there of dedicated activists. Once we double those numbers. Triple those numbers? Yeah, it's Quintuple awesome. those numbers? I mean, just the, the thought of what could become possible yep. at that point, it's, I don't even know. There are a lot of people up here looking at property. There's a lot of people yeah. who came through Keene on the way up that were looking at property. And, and I imagine they'll be coming through on the way back, too, because yep. when Porkfest ends, there's still people you know, kind of trailing out of the state. Some people stay in the state for a while to kind of check yep. things out. Uh, and so I know a lot of people usually tend to come back to Keene after Porkfest yep. for the unofficial uh, post-Porkfest uh, party, the Porkfest after party at Social Sundays uh, in Keene, which people can go to calendar.freekeen.com to learn about different things that are uh, that are going on around here. Mark, you want something to, uh, got something to tell us? Yeah, if you're tired of watching the value of the dollar plummet and you're tired of banks charging you fees, you want to take back control of your own money, take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized anonymous internet currency. It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world and their value is trending upward. You learn more by visiting weusecoins.org. The dollars dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. All right. So we're going to continue here with your phone calls. Uh, Pete's going to stick with us here. Uh, Captain Ned, listening in Florida, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Pete. Hey, guys, I'd like to congratulate you on that Gadsden flag snake, that young one you got roaming the grounds up there. That's awesome. <laughs> the what? The Gadsden flag, young rattlesnake, you guys are growing up there. That's an awesome display. <laughs> oh, I got you. You're so there are you a lot of Gadsden uh, rattlesnakes in, up here at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. No doubt well, about I, it. Why aren't you up here? Why aren't you up well, here? I wish, I, boys, I wish I could be, but I'll give you an example of a, the biggest old rattler that assembles itself every year down Daytona Beach for Bike Week. That rattlesnake does not get molested. And the you know the, the, the law enforcement's outnumbered two hundred to one. Everybody parties. The boys mm. hang out with the boys. 
you know, it's, it's a good, that's when power confronts power and it's peaceful, like Thomas Jefferson said. Mm-hmm. And I got to congratulate all of you. You're part of the snake. Feed the snake every year. Well, you know what? I don't like the snake. Uh, I like the porcupine as a mascot. That's the mascot that the Free State Project chose, and I think it chose it for good reasons. Uh, thanks, Ned, well, for the call yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, and thanks, guys. I, I really appreciate what you're doing up there. Good for you, Ned. Uh, thanks. I appreciate the call tonight. That's Take Captain care, Ned dude. in Florida. Uh, 800-259-9231. Still time for you and your thoughts. Why the porcupine versus the snake? Well, the, the, the snake is an old analogy. It, it rattles. It gives, uh, it gives warning. But the snakes are kind of surly. They're considered to be sinister. Yeah, the get, idea it's coiled and it's ready to strike. Uh, you know, people just don't like them. Porcupines, well, porcupines. Cute. Yeah, you, it's, as long as you don't mess with it, you're fine. You know, they'll go about its little business. And if you've seen the picture of the dog after the porcupine on the Internet, then you know exactly what happens when you mess with a porcupine. Yeah, poor dog. And it's not because the porcupine does anything. The porcupine just, you know, just is, and the dog attempts to, mull, you know, the maul the porcupine. Go ahead, Google the dog and porcupine or something like that. I'm sure it'll be the first result that comes up. It's a shocking photo. Yep, it's, uh, it's a picture of the dog with a muzzle full of quills. You can barely see the dog anymore. There's so many quills in its face. So it's a very resilient animal. So, yeah, the porcupine is a much more peaceful animal in yep. general than is the snake. And there is a, you know, Gadsden flag version of the porcupine. It says, uh, well, That's right. yeah, d- don't tread on me or live for you to die. Or what? I'm not sure. Good I think question. both of them. It's got both. the uh, yeah. different versions. Got the big. Uh, they are the big for sale like, here, as yeah. I understand. Uh, there is, I there is a good uh, a takeoff, a spin on the uh, Gadsden flag where the uh, snake's actually striking. And it says, yeah. time's, time's up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is. Uh, it's, I like it, too. It's, yeah. it's, just, the, it's just the snake with it, like the. the the, the fangs sticking out and all you can re- like you can't really see the body of it anymore just it's just striking it's striking toward the camera so to speak so pete uh, again here from libertyontour.com we've talked with Ademo, your uh, partner about the free state friendship tour which is wrapping up here Porkfest is the final week of it right. what's next for li- uh, for libertyontour.com well we'll get back after after Porkfest. we'll get back to keen and uh we'll uh, hash out some, we'll chop up some more videos from Porkfest. uh complete uh that stuff, what we have a court in Greenfield, Mass. The All the info from that's at coplock.org slash Greenfield. That's where you guys are making a stand yep. on the right to record these government bureaucrats yep. in their own buildings. Right, so we'll be down there for a week from July 11th to 18th. We're actually working with another guy who was, uh, was harassed and uh, bullied by the Greenfield PD as well. So it's really cool to see uh, folks in the community stepping up. Like last time we were down there, we kicked off the Green, the uh, Free State Friendship Tour in Greenfield. And... Uh, we were out there doing cop lock one night with some other folks from the area. We distributed over 600 DVDs. We, you know, folks loved People it. People were seeing you in the streets, yeah, and recognizing we, yeah, you. Yeah, and folks down there filming now, starting to film. And you know, we were down there. It was like four squads pulled over this guy, and he was saying, "Hey, I pay your pay your salary, and you're taking you're coming after me for this, like whatever." We need a bonus, dude. Stuff. Don't worry about it. And so I'm filming this guy. You know, he shining a light in, at my camera, and I'm saying, "Hey, this real professional," and having having a conversation with him. Right. And then some passerby from the community. Just like stop and see what's going on. Like we got your back to me, and like you can't like call the cop out, man. It was awesome to awesome. see. Like so, it's it's happening. And just think if like this was happening in a thousand other towns at the same time. So I mean, is it? Uh, it's, so it's pretty much the case now that uh, LibertyOnTour.com is based out of New Hampshire. Like any right. other tours that start, you guys, I think, have been talking about doing another one later this year, maybe more nationwide, right. maybe like a cop block tour. Yeah. I don't know if I'm you know announcing something that shouldn't be announced, but uh, I've heard rumors. 
that uh, the Liberty on Tour brand is not finished, that there may be more touring to come, yeah, well, and you'll inevitably be launching from yeah, New Hampshire and returning great, to New Hampshire, meet so many good people. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, in a nutshell. Awesome. It's great to have you guys yeah. uh, finally based uh, out of uh, New Hampshire, because I think you and Ademo and now Bo, you're uh, the, new, the new guy. Maybe right. we'll get a chance to talk to Bo here this yeah. week. If uh, you guys can drag him in Probably. one of these nights, we'll put him uh, behind the not, microphone. If he's not out on his longboard, we could probably but, get uh, him. Yeah, he's, he's been a good addition to the crew from what I can yeah, tell. Yeah, uh, it's nice having a third guy on the ground with camera skills, and uh, he's a good editor, and uh, you know he's real chill. Like, we all have our different uh, methods of outreach, you know, and uh, he, he's able to he communicate. He stays calm. With, you yeah, were talking about chill. that. Yeah, he's, he, when we were in Manchester, we got eight arrests. I don't know how he didn't get arrested. Like, one time <laughs> he was in the lobby. Everyone else got booted, and he's like, they're like, you need to leave. You'll be arrested. He was like, no, no. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> These are not the droids awesome. you're, yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. So I think it's great. You guys have got a, you guys have built a great brand. Hey, You're inspirational. We're activists. all working together, and we're all building stuff together. It's awesome to there see. There are a lot of people though that I'm sure are going to come up here within the next few years. They're going to say, "I'm going to ask them, well, how'd you find about you know Free Keen, or how'd you find out about New Hampshire, the Free State Project?" And they're going to say, "Pete and Nemo, Liberty on Tour." Dude, Free Talk Live, man. That's what we hear as well. So <laughs> keep it up. Hey, everybody! Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming in here tonight and hanging out with us in the studio as always. Uh, just an incredible group of people. It's not over. The Porcupine Freedom Festival continues on throughout the week. We're all going to be here all week long. What level of consciousness we will have uh, by the time it's all over, I am not certain. I can't make any guarantees, uh, but I can guarantee you that it is going to be a good time here as the week uh, continues to roll on, as we continue to interview interesting folks. We've barely scratched the surface of what's happening here at Porkfest. We haven't really even talked about what's coming up, like Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party coming up here later this week. I'm uh, going. Freaking Karaoke. There's the open mic event that's happening, I think, tonight. I mean, there's Soapbox just, Idol. Soapbox Idol. It's a huge popular event where people get to go up and, and yep. basically just rant on whatever they, a topic they want. Rebel Link's playing, Lindy's playing. There's 25 a, bands this it's week. It's awesome. Yeah. Just it's incredible. a music festival. It really is. It's, it's in everything. It's a family fun fest. Yep. It's a debaucherous party. It's a music fest. I mean, it is a great time, and I know that uh, this studio audience is going to be enjoying themselves tonight, as is everybody else that's here. Porkfest.com. P-O-R-C. FEST.com. We'll be back tomorrow night for the third night from Porkfest as we continue this broadcast week. Again, freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow night. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants, and they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.